Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again, folks. Broadcasting live with his tin cans and a brand new string from a top old smoky. It's Ben, the king of wiener slingers, with a fancy co-host with important guests and the best answers a third grade education can buy. All for you. Sponsored by Mobile Food Vendors Association, Ben'sCarts.com, Whiskey by the Jug and Donuts. You are so in for a treat today. But if I told you now, I'd have to kill you. So stay tuned. Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid courage. And he'll be live in 30 seconds. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000. Buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I am back from Florida and have um, just come back from the beach, um, not partying, but um, interviewing a um, who will soon be a famous hot dog vendor. Um, and I had a blast. And if you haven't been over to the blog and seen the little the little clip, the teaser video I created today, I wasn't able to get any main video stuff done. I started editing, but um, that's a nightmare. If you've ever worked around um, drunk college students, there is a lot of profanity. And so I'm trying to figure out how to create that or create two videos, one that I edit um, extremely well, and then the other I just let go, however, and just put a warning, listen, you know, tender ears, stay away, um, because it's pretty, um, you know, they, they use every um, five-letter word in the book and then make up some. So anyway, we are... Um, live tonight, we've got a neat kind of show we decided to do. Um, we haven't run out of guests. Um, I've got a whole list of guests lined up. But Rob and I had discussed doing a type of free-for-all. Rob is with us live right now. And um, say hi, Rob. Hello, folks. <laughs> Um, we we wanted to do a free-for-all. We wanted to, to kind of let people call in and ask questions. Um, I had a gob of questions that I haven't gotten to, and I wanted to, I, I kind of told them, listen, if you'll come on the radio show, we'll cover some of these questions, because some of them will be more in-depth. We're going to try to cover as many subjects as possible. If you have any questions, please call in. You may have to hold a while as we go through them, but, or you can text them up on the wall, and we'll try to catch them um, as they come. The As far as any other news, there is... Um, Really, none that is on the top of my head. I did, um, if you will watch the blog, I have some neat stuff people have told me about recently. Um, one is a vendor in um, Alabama who face, faces the hot summers and, and keeping things cool, especially on a condiment tray. That's a pretty tricky um thing to to accomplish a lot of people have to put a lot of ice in it or ice packs or gel packs well there there are these pans and they come in normal steam table size pans and they're insulated but they're super insulated and not just insulated you put them in the freezer 
and they will stay cold for eight hours and at whatever temperature you put the food in. So it's a neat little thing. They're expensive suckers, but I am going to try them and let you know what I think, but I will have the links on the blog um, probably this week, maybe Thursday morning blog, and we'll see if we can get that done. Rob has a special guest, um, and I know I said we wasn't going to have any, but we've got a short um, um not short in stature, but a short, brief interview with a guest that is going to knock your socks off. A neat story, a neat, neat guy, hard-working man who's making a living on a hot dog cart. Um, we will be announcing the winner for the point system, if you're unaware of that. We have a neat points program over at the blog, learnhotdogs.com. If every week it starts over, so as of today, um, anybody that tells anybody about the blogger, comments. You get 100 points every time you do anything there. It's a little software program that, that tracks it all. And the person with the most points for the week gets a special gift. And that special gift either comes from one of our um, sponsors, or which we really don't have a sponsor, but a guest like we had Onion Crunch on, and he gave away um, some stuff. So if you are interested at all and want to help spread the news of the blog, we would appreciate it, and thank you very much. There's some of you that are very, very active, and like I think Darren has won twice in a row now, um, Darren Culbertson. Um, amazing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call um, Mike, and I'm going to let Rob take over the the reins here, but I wanted to tell you – Please go over to the blog, share it with your friends. You'll get points for it, plus your points accumulate on the long run for bigger gifts. So you all have a um, – give me a minute, and Rob's going to be um, right with you here. HDVR Live Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Hey, Rob, you're live. Hey, buddy. Did we get How Mike on the phone just yet? I'm going to get him on right now. Um, okay. And, and if you want to um, cover anything or any news or any tips or tricks while I get him on the phone, I'll um, I'll get him right now. I got you. Um, folks, I wanted to bring this gentleman on. I've known this guy. He actually lives in my hometown. When I first got interested in doing uh, a hot dog cart, I reached out to him, just stopped by, shot the bull with him. Uh, wanted to see kind of what his cart was about and how he, you know, a little thing. And I'd seen actually uh, a little information. We're going to get into that with this interview. But I'd seen a little information about him in the local newspaper, and I thought it was a very neat, interesting story. So I've, I've actually become friends with him over time. He uh, he is here in my hometown. He works uh, his hot dog cart, and uh, but I thought it was a very neat story and, and a neat. Uh, he's a real neat fella and a really good guy. And uh, but anyway, I wanted to bring him on and just kind of. Uh, show another perspective. I know a lot of people that get into the hot dog cart business, they do it out of necessity. Uh, um, we got a little phone ringing. Not. Right. We'll see what happens with the phone ringing. Mike Evans, hot dog him. Mike Evans. What's going on? How you doing, my friend? You're live on the radio. Don't get stage fright on me. You doing all right, Mike? Hey Mike, Hello. can you hear us, Mike? Um, oh, you know what happened? 
this thing is supposed to pull them over. Mike, um, this is Ben, and I'm sorry what just happened is my fault. It's supposed to pull you over into like a private room so that, until I get you dialed up, and apparently it didn't. It put you in the live um, feed. So we're still um, live now on the radio. We're so. still live, and um, and and you're on the phone with Ben and and Robert Hot Dog Vendor Radio. How you doing, Mike? All right, I'm doing good. How you about yourself? I'm doing great. I thank you for coming on. And Rob's um, has, has kind of introduced you, but we've got some questions for you, and um, I'm glad to meet you. Okay, likewise, likewise. I've seen you on the Internet, been following you. I'm going to follow Ben Clark myself. <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. Mike, a few questions. I, I kind of gave a little introduction, told people you're from my hometown, and when I first got interested in the hot dog cart business, I kind of reached out to you and introduced myself, and, and you kind of showed me a few things and told me, you know, a little bit about yourself. But uh, I'm going to ask you a, some questions here, and we're going to kind of go through a little interview. Um, first off, uh, how old are you, Mike? If you don't mind giving that, if you don't want to give that, just say pass. Anytime I ask a question you don't want to answer, just say pass. Go to the next one. But if you don't mind okay. me asking, how old are you, Mike? I'm 32 years old. I got you. Okay. And uh, how long have you been in the hot dog cart business? I've been in the hot dog cart business five years. I started October 31st, 2006. I got you. Now, it's my understanding, and I know a little of this, obviously, when I'm asking you these questions, but the audience does not know. Um, right. You've got kind of a little uh, background as far as why, uh, how you got into the business and why you got into the business. Do you mind sharing that with the people a little bit? and explaining to them kind of what brought you into the hot dog cart business and, and what led you in the direction of doing it. All right. Well, like with anybody young, I was I was running with the wrong craft, thought I was bigger than what I was, and ended up getting in a little trouble, ended up getting on a little bit of probation, finding myself no money, no car, just no, no luck at all. And instead of Blaming it on everybody else, pointing the finger. I just said I got to do better for myself, and I ended up going to Atlanta, and I started selling jewelry. Once I was in the mall selling jewelry, I seen good days or bad days. The hot dog man kept a line. So when I said I go back to my hometown, North Carolina, that's what I hopefully want to do. And I came back, I started doing a jewelry in Salisbury Mall. I happened to be reading the um, – little weekly reader of Trader Magazine and seeing a hot dog stand. And I had the stand. It set for like two years. Well, I won't say two years. Excuse me. I said it set for like maybe six months. I'm just looking at it, wanting the thing to get, seeing how and just envisioning me having a line and everything. And next thing you know, I, it was Halloween. I said, well, if I can't sell none, I'll give them away. And there you go. Uh, it started right there on Halloween. Gave them away, then sold some, and that was the birth of hot dog heaven. <laughs> now, the name of your <laughs> business is what, Mike? Tell us a little, what's the name of your business? Because it's kind of catchy. Well, it's Mike Evans Hot Dog Heaven. I said I wanted to do something heavenly, something divine, and that's what I was praying for. I did a lot of praying to get me in the right direction, and here it goes, hot dog heaven. There you go, my friend. <laughs> Now you do a little something to keep your mind on the business uh, when you when you got no customers or maybe you just got one customer hanging out with you. You do a little something different uh, with the folks. Uh, what do you do on the side uh, to pass the time when you're waiting on customers or a line to form? What what do you do with the customers? 
Well, if I have one or two local customers, which I have a lot of locals, I like playing a game of chess or just indulging in reading. I do a lot of reading, and one of my favorite books is uh, by General Robert Greene, 48 Laws of Power. It's a great read. I got a lot of insight, a lot of direction out of that. Um, a few Donald Trump books. You know, just different business stuff and entrepreneur magazines, and I love playing that's my pastime. Now, I, I understand get, when you first got into this business, right before you got into this business, you didn't have a driver's license, you didn't have a car, you didn't have any of that. Man, I didn't and, have none of that. I didn't and I have you got it all now. Well, it all came slowly but surely. I just take everything one dog at a time, man. <laughs> one dog at a time. One dog now, at a I time. know also, me and you talked the other week, and... Uh, you um, you do a lot within your community, too, don't you, Mike? Well, yes, I try to do a lot. Um, I try to stay away from politics, but um, I've been in the political arena. I've cooked for the mayors. I've cooked for city councilmen, um, the Democratic Convention Party. I've cooked for them. Um, different little things. A lot of business, local businesses, they uh, will get me for a customer appreciation day. Uh, I cook with Ark of Davidson County. Had privilege on the barbecue festival, but uh, my main thing I did was my back to school day, and that was when I sponsored uh, eight people in the community. They'll bring pencils, papers, whatever they like to donate. So we went over to the community park, and it was hot dogs, everybody, and free swimming. Yeah, you, you had, did that on you did that all free of charge, didn't you, Mike? It was all off the sweat and tears of the hot dog stand. There you go. Uh, I love I it. Knew that, yeah, he gave, he did he threw a big back to school party for all the local neighborhood kids, and he asked people to make donations for um, you know book, you know paper and pencils, whatever. And he donated his labor and the hot dogs. How long did you sell hot dogs that day, Mike? We did hot dogs from eleven thirty all the way to five o'clock, nonstop, <laughs> nonstop all day. Yeah, it was about three hundred kids and probably about two hundred parents. Mike, that wow. you're the, you're the kind of person that makes the world go round, that makes it worth living in. Um, somebody that would donate, spend that much time and that much effort to help their local community, because the the ripple effects of that are beyond our sight. There's kids that were there. There's people that heard about that. People that were there as adults that that will have an impact in their life, and they will you know, pass it forward or pay it forward. And I am um, pleased to know you, that, that you're that kind of man. That's that's exciting to me. Well, I appreciate it greatly, man. I really do. And like I said, from the first year, it was a lot of kids, but it wasn't a lot of, you know, community support. And then from this year, it grew to the hundreds. So I was just so pleased and grateful. The newspaper came out. The mayor came out. I mean, it was just a great event, man, and, I say it was one of the best things I ever thought writing down a goal and accomplished that, that that meant a lot to me. See the smiles on everybody's faces and water splashing, people having their little school supplies, that just meant a lot to me. And hopefully we can make it bigger and better this year. Well yeah, that's, I'm, uh, I'm proud that's awesome stuff, Mike. I'm proud to know you. Let me ask you this. I know uh, a lot of people out here, uh, how many days a week do you sell? Because I know you kind of 
set up at, at a same spot, a regular spot you've been setting up for quite a few years. How often do you set up? We'll talk a little business, uh, you know, kind of, because a lot of people are new at this, Mike, or they want to get into it. So I ain't going to ask you too many numbers or anything. But in general, how many days a week do you try working? Do you try covering up there? Well, with with this business, it's good to have a support team. And with my uh, girlfriend and son, they're a great support team. So if they don't have that lined up for me, I try to get out there every day, seven days a week, right. rain, sleep, snow. But uh, you know how that goes, gentlemen. And ladies. Oh, yeah. it's. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know you've got a tent and a few other things you bring out and uh, that sort of thing. Where where are you going, Mike? I know you got some. Uh, have you done any growing with this business? And what, what's the future hold for you? Well, um, I'm in the making of getting a, my second stand up and running, and I'm glad to be doing that. Uh, uh, have you bought a second card already? Yes, I have a second card already, and just getting a little things fixed on minor adjustments, and we have that up and running. And that was the goal. I said when I was 33, I hopefully I have two stands running and everything be how it's supposed to be, and looking like we're on track so far. Well, that's awesome. Now I want you to give a little trade. I want you to give a little trade secret. Now you you're kind of famous in our area. And I know about it, but the people don't know about it. You're kind of famous right. for a certain hot dog. Uh, and we'll tell tell the folks what what the name of it is and and what what comes on that hot dog. Well, taking pride in the city, we're from Lexington, North Carolina. I designed a specialty dog called a Lexo dog, and that's got mustard, ketchup, chili, onions, and barbecue slaw. And family All right. now I know it's got barbecue slaw on it. Can you explain to the people what what we mean? By barbecue slaw and what what kind of makes up the barbecue slaw? I was telling Ben about it the other night. He was interested, and why I mention this is because some carts or some towns or some counties don't allow mayonnaise or mayonnaise based uh, slaw on their carts. So this actually may help some vendors other places if they understand this cold what we call barbecue slaw because uh, it may be something they can add uh, as an offering to their people and, and in their area. So what is, what exactly is barbecue slaw? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. It's a, well, as we know, slaw is cabbage with a little mayonnaise, mustard, uh, salt and pepper, other little secret ingredients, and we mix it up, and that'll turn into what we call coleslaw. That's the thing. We got barbecue slaw instead of a mayonnaise base. It's more of a ketchup base. Which, uh, so instead, is very, instead which, of mayonnaise in it, it's got ketchup in it. Right. That's the right. best of it. Same ingredients, same texture, and voila. That, that'll be what you call barbecue slaw. But you got to come <laughs> to the famous style barbecue slaw. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I like it. it. You know, it's kind of different. Now, do I like coleslaw? Yes, but I do like the occasional uh, something different. And, and, you know, it's a neat uh uh, and I'm gonna try looking up a, a decent recipe, and I'm gonna post it on for Ben, or let him post it on on his site. And uh, as a matter of fact, if you want me, to, if you want to give me your recipe, uh, I'll kind of uh, we'll we'll call it uh, Hot Dog Heaven's uh, Barbecue Slaw, and uh, we'll let the people uh, be able to share that uh, nationwide, and let them maybe try it on their stand and see how it does. Okay. Do you have a Facebook page, Mike? Well, I don't have a Facebook page right now. I, uh, Slacking in the cyber world, but I'm working on that too. 
Well, we can we can help you with that. It's it's free, and we can we can probably put you one up. And I think what'd be cool is to put your your recipe on your your site, your Facebook page, and then okay. um, start building some um, some people, some following from other vendors, and and you know it'll connect you with other vendors, and there'll be people you can help, and that'll help you. And I think that'd be fantastic. What what piece of information? Um, Mike, would you give to a new vendor, somebody starting out? What would you tell them? If for someone starting out, I would tell them, use me for an example. I never thought I'd be going to cook at all the places I'm going to cook at, met all the people I'm going to meet. So don't expect nothing big and don't sell yourself short. That way, whatever comes your way, it all add up. I like it. I like it. Um, I didn't. I didn't ever expect mine to grow as big as it did. And I met a, a a gentleman this week that did. You know, is doing phenomenal. A young man and people like you inspire me. They make life worth living. <laughs> and I I cannot wait to try your barbecue, slaw. Oh man, I believe it's going to be a great success for you. Well, good. good. And that's that's something that I've learned too. I always thought all the way was all the way, everything you got. Now come to find out, people particular. Uh, I come to find out, of like some states, if you ask for chili, you get a lot of different onions cut up. Not no hamburger with sauces and spices and different stuff. Or some chili has beans. So I've just come to learn of all the different varieties and things of different hot dog stands, and I think. It's a beautiful thing because there's no one way of doing it. Whatever way you find, find your niche and keep it the same so it'll taste the same every time when it comes back, and I think you'll be okay. It's funny well, you mention that, Mike. I know me and you talk, and me and you talk quite often uh, different times about this and that. And, and, Ben, I'll tell you, one of the things I stress all the time is once you figure out what works, and it may only work in your particular location, but if it works in your location, don't change it. You know, I right. think uh, Dick Christensen says it best, you know, repeat the same thing over and over again. Well, Mike, we were talking one day, and I said, hey, Mike, have you ever tried these hot dogs or this whatever it was? I can't remember what it was. And Mike said, yeah, I thought about that, but people like what I already do. So it, it was like, it makes sense. It goes back to what Dick says. You know, I'm sure Dick, if you ask him if he's tried, you know, whatever hot dog, he says, yeah, I've tried it or whatever, but people like this. So it's 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 kind of ironic that he mentions it today. Uh, Mike does that, you know, that uh, once you figure out what works, stick with it. You know, don't change it. You know, like I said, I talk about it too. Don't buy what's on sale this week or next week. You know, stick <laughs> with what you know works. Right. Yeah. And, and and another thing that really stuck out with me when I first opened my stand, it was a rest a, a restaurant opened up right across the street from me. Now, I was selling my premium hot dogs for 2 bucks. They started selling their hot dogs for a dollar across the street. <laughs> I said, I had to come up with it, and then all my friends, all my boys come, like, oh, we're going to go across the street, we're going to go across the street. I just happened to say, well, cheap meat across the street. Everybody laughed, and they still bought from it. Now, the restaurant is gone. I'm on the side where the restaurant was at. So <laughs> stick with the guns on your with yourself. you got to believe in yourself. And don't just go down like like you said. 
because it's a sale this week. You know, that comes back that comes back to the nostalgia, Mike. There's a nostalgia about buying a hot dog off of a cart rather than a food trailer or a um there's a time and place for those things or a restaurant. But sometimes people would prefer I'd say the majority of the time, if they want a hot dog, if there's a choice, they're going to take the hot dog vendor with his push cart over anything. Um, a perfect example this weekend I spent with a gentleman in Panama City Beach, and he had a food truck selling everything from pizza to, um, I always call them um, gyros, but they're heroes, I think. It's where they cut the thin sliced meat. And... It's spelled gyro, though, and so they need to change that for me. Um, the, <laughs> the, But anyway, he had all kinds of food, funnel cakes, and I promise you he never had a line, more than three people. And the hot dog vendor that I was with, and I'm going to have videos out soon, had gobs of people, sometimes 70, 80, 90 deep. Wow. So I, I think that's that's a lot of why is because one you take pride in your cart. People like helping out the um, you know the smaller businesses, and and there is a certain nostalgia that comes with a hot dog cart, and it just tastes better. The best Italian sausages I've ever eaten have come from the fair. Right. Can't be. Don't know if that's true. But that's right. <laughs> First place yeah. I go when I go to the fair. But. Well, Mike, I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, you, uh, it's you know, of course, I know you, and, and that's why I wanted to bring you on. Uh, uh, I know you're a good fellow, and you run a good show over there. And you know, I think part of it too, with why the restaurant's gone and Mike's still standing, is part of it is your uh, uh, your ability to to work a crowd, you know, or be friendly with the people and so forth. And I think that uh, we talk about that on this show quite often. You can have a real good hot dog and a good product, but this is about personality because a cart, you're right there with the people. It ain't like they're in the kitchen, you know, or you're in the kitchen and they can't see you. You're having to interact with everybody. So right. I've, I've seen you interact with the people, and they really like Mike, and, and that's that's the part of it. People are buying not only uh, – that's why they'll pay $2 for your hot dog instead of walking across the street and paying a dollar. <laughs> they're buying it because they like Mike. I appreciate that a lot, gentlemen. It's been an honor. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, Mike. And hey, uh, we're at the show. We always try giving a little something uh, to some of our guests, and uh, we uh, we're going to give you what's called a pro pack, and it's uh, got a dog sled and some chip clips and a lot of different things and some tongs. It's a complete little kit that I'm sure you can use. Um, and uh, but I'm going to get your address, and I'm going to we're going to ship that to you. All right, free of charge. Compliments of the show. Greatly, fellas. Yes, sir. Mike, I'll uh, I'll get with you uh, over the next day or so and get your address and all that, and we'll um, we'll get that shipped out to you, and uh, uh, I'm sure you'll like it. All right, I uh, know I Mike, will, and thank I'll you for your time again. And thank you all, yes, fellas, you for your time. Hey, thank you, Mike. Thank you, and. To all the hot dogs out there, just keep on dogging it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You have a good evening. Likewise. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. 
Yes, sir. Hot dogs <coughs> save my life. The book from A to Z. It's everything you wanted to know about hot dog vending and even some stuff you don't. Available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Don't spend $100 when you can get even more for less than 30 bucks. Benscarts.com forward slash the book. You're listening, you're listening to Hot Dog Radio Radio I'm not hearing any feedback now. now. You're good. You're clear now. So good, good, good. Yeah, we got the goat off the string. It was uh, <laughs> up. Some darn roosters start there, roosting at night on a string, and, um, and and mess up our connection off the mountain here. We um that was that was an interesting um, gentleman. I, I like talking to him, and I like the fact that he gives back. That shows somebody that's humble, and and you know we don't expect I don't expect anybody to, to start just giving back as soon as you get going because a lot of us were in a bind when we started. I know I was. Yeah. Oh yeah. There he, was no uh, way. He's been at it five years, so and I think he did the 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 part party last year, a year before last. So he, you know he got, it took him a while to get on his feet and get everything going and making a, a good little money and this that and the other and he. Um, but that way, he, like I said, he, he, I didn't know anything about it until uh, I, I remember reading something in the paper. But he actually sponsored that whole thing at the park, uh, at the local pool, I think is where it was. Um, but he actually organized it and hosted it and fed everybody. Um, and I was just amazed, you know. So he uh, he, he tried to get him back, and he's going to do some other things he's told me and this, that, and the other. But really a neat fellow. Like I said, he, uh, he was very nice to help me and give me – uh, some information and stuff when I first started getting interested in doing a hot dog cart. So, well, I um, I'm glad you met him and I'm glad you brought him on. That type of stuff makes me sleep better. I just like I like good people. And oh yeah, they, the fact that he, I mean, he was you know he was in some legal trouble. It's just like you said, uh, and he wound up on probation and a few other things. And he said, you know, uh, hey, look, you know, I got to get my life turned around or I'm going to be in a mess. You know, and he told me, he said, hey, I'd probably be in prison if I didn't, uh, you know, the judge told him. And it's funny, now the judges and people like that actually come and eat off his hot dog cart and visit him. And, you know, so it's a neat story of somebody turning their life around. And, um, you know, I know a lot of times when I was talking earlier, uh, with hot dog carts, people are turning their life around just strictly financially sometimes, you know, maybe whatever. But he uh, he was playing on the wrong side of the law quite a bit and this, that, and the other. And, and it was a little bit financial, too, but... At the end of the day, he uh, he decided, hey, I better get my life straightened out. And he didn't really maybe like working for somebody else and said, hey, I'm going to do something different. And and here he sits. So five years later, and he's getting ready to get another. He's already got his other cart, 
and uh, getting ready to uh, branch out and start another location and this, that, and the other. So real, uh, real good fellow. Well, I'd like to um, to jump into some questions. And this first question, Rob, I, I received, and I, this would be a short answer because it's kind of a uh, it'd be a long answer if we actually did it on the show. But and we can kind of touch the basics. But he asks, you know, he's trying to get started and would like to know where does he start? Does he get a business license or go to the health department or you know where does he begin this business? If you if you're listening and you're just getting started, I can tell you that this is a common question, and I get it so much that I created a website called LearnHotDogs.com. It's free. You don't even have to sign up or put in your name or anything to be there, and you can have access to all that stuff. And I've got video training that walks you step-by-step on what to do um, first, second, third, fourth, and on so that you don't jump right in. I get a lot of calls, you know, um, throughout the year from people that jumped right in and bought the wrong cart for their state or they didn't realize they couldn't serve chicken gizzards off their cart or whatever, and they they got the cart before the horse. And I like the people that, you know, push ahead, the, the go-getters, the, you know, they, they don't sit back on their butt waiting for everything to be handed to them which is typical in the business. You find people that are running carts to be self-motivated, independent people. But sometimes we can get ahead of ourselves. I was just fortunate when I got in. I did get the cart before the horse. I didn't know any better. And that's why I put all those videos out there. What would you tell somebody, Rob? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I tell anybody there's so much information out here. There's no reason why you can't spend a solid, you know, 30 days, researching on the Internet. That's exactly what I did. I, I looked at all your videos. That was one of the first things I did. I got on uh, YouTube and, and this, that, and the other and, and saw all your videos and went to your website. Um, and But that and the health department, you know, those are the two things. You can research in the health department. All that's free. It doesn't cost you anything, and, and you're going to save some valuable time and money if you'll watch the videos, and it may not even be Ben's videos, whatever video you can find. I don't care. I watch crazy videos of street uh, New York vendors on YouTube. I know you've seen them, the guy that dances and all this stuff. I just immersed myself in the videos and learning everything, got on some forums, asked some questions, go to the health department. You know, health department's going to guide you. If you don't see, if they're not user-friendly, as we like calling it, um, then, you know, get somebody there that is. Uh, you know, you can have to go over their head and say, hey, look, you know, I talked to one of your people here, and I'm I really I'm going to do this business, and I need to be led in the right direction. You know, what exactly is expected? You know, ask them to give you. Most of them have, well, most health farmers, I know mine did, had a book. And they'll give you, it's a guideline. And a lot of times there will be other stuff in it, like, you know, for general restaurants and so forth. But there's a section in there usually for mobile food units and or push carts. Get that book. Ask them if they have an actual, you know, some actual written material. And take home and look and so forth. But you know, I agree with you. Before you go out and spend a bunch of money, look online, do the research, ask a few questions, go to your site, learn hot dogs. There's tons of information that's all there, and that way you can get started on the right foot. I hate to see people that spend money or whatever, and I did the same thing a little bit. I and mean, I just bought like maybe too much of something or whatever to start, uh, extra whatever that I didn't need. But at the end of the day, that's the health department and, and just research and, you know, that's before you do anything. I'm like you. That's, I'm in total agreement. And, you know, it helped me a lot. Your video, all that just helped me tremendously with this whole thing. So, 
Well, I'm I'm glad I I need to update them because I you know obviously you learn as you go and there's there's tricks that you learn and you know lately we've had a just a heck of a time with just a handful of um, inspectors in North Carolina that have gone above and beyond the call of duty in their efforts to curb the vending business and right. the, even beyond their scope as of their job. And right. I was fortunate enough to get on the phone a couple of weeks back and speak with um, the director over there, and he was very kind, and he told me, listen, if you have any more problems, just get their you know, their name and the county they work and let me know. And so I, I had a gentleman um, recently, he's built a cart, and um, I say recently as of, um, yesterday, he built a cart and he emailed me. And he didn't, you know, he didn't use one of my courses. He he bought a cord off a course off eBay or something, and he um, needed help because they weren't approving his cart. And so we're going to help him get that done. But that's another reason to always do your due diligence. And sometimes you don't know that there is even any due diligence. You think, okay, I'm going to get a business license, and I'm going to start slinging dogs. And in the perfect world, that's how it would be, and that's how our Constitution is set up. That's how our Bill of Rights is set up for us to be able to do that. As long as it's a legal business, you're not selling crack out in front of the school. You're selling hot dogs. And and I understand there being safety regulations around that, but sometimes they go, you know, like I said, above and beyond the call of duty and make that deliberately impossible. And so... Um, where there's a will, there's a way, and we found many ways. We just have to, uh, you have to know what to say. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got a question. That, have you got another question to go to? If not, I have one that was sent to me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, go ahead. Go I ahead. had a guy uh, email me, and he said, hey, should I buy used or new uh, when it comes to a cart? And my advice is this. I bought used. If I had to do it all over again and I had the money, to buy new, I would buy new. And the reason is, is because this business, the, the return on investment or ROI we like talking about, is so quick that even if, let's say a, a top of the line, what's the, your, your most expensive car you have been is what? Well, it, it, mine aren't rated like top of the line. They all come down to features and functions. So if you're going to be in New Mexico, you can get, what's, what's that? My the most, most expensive is forty five hundred, I think, and it it's set up for doing um, everything. It has a you know. How much huge is this again, man? I'm sorry, I think I walked over you when we were forty five hundred. All right, forty five hundred bucks. Well, most of the time you see carts on the internet used decent for two to twenty five hundred. Can you find them cheaper than that? Yes, but on the average, it's it's about half that. Um, here's the thing: <laughs> instead of taking, I got my money back in literally forty days. From why purchase? Well, yep. for forty more days, I could have bought a new card and got my money back. You see what I'm saying? Turn on your investment is so quick. If I had to do it all over again, I would buy new, knowing what I know now. And if I had the money at the time, I didn't have the money extra that I wanted to put towards a card to buy new. Why I opted for used at the time? But to answer the gentleman's question. Because the return on investment can be so quick in this business, there's no reason not to buy new if you can afford it. Because right. in the end, it's got all the bells and whistles that you ask for, that you need. Um, and again, research the bells and whistles that you think you'll need and the advantages and disadvantages. Also, don't order bells and whistles that you possibly can't use on your cart because of regulations. 
So before you start ordering, check all that. But, you know, I know going into this now, I would prefer to have a three-burner cart or at least where I can start, you know, run about five pans. Um, right. Little things like that. So to answer the gentleman's question, uh, don't be scared to buy new solely because the return on investment is so quick in this business. You know, oh, so you're there's exactly a difference right. Between uh, you know fifteen hundred and you know two and twenty thousand, well, that's totally different. But you know if it's literally between four thousand and twenty five hundred, and you got four thousand, get the new cart and go forward. Um, but anyway, that's just the answer. If you can't do it, obviously buy used. I bought used. Um, and, but that's my answer to the gentleman or anybody on the fence trying to figure out what to do uh, with this business um, is to buy new if you can. And if you can afford it, but anyway, I want to answer that gentleman's question because I get that asked a lot, just in general. Hey, I'm looking at a used car. What do you think, or whatever? Um, yes, I saw my post. Uh, return on investment, 100, 120 days is a no-brainer. Exactly. I mean, you know, usually, like I said, I got my money back in 45 days, 40 days. I think uh, I could have got it back um, with a new cart in, in 90 days, you know, or so. Right. Right. I was fortunate. You know, I got started and got off to a whiz-bang, and by the, you know, I started with a new cart, and um, by the, I guess the seventh week, I had three carts, all paid for by the profits off the first. And now, they weren't the the top-of-the-line cart, and they weren't, you know, horribly expensive, but the fact that I was able to pull that much money out that I didn't have to take home to pay for bills was amazing and not everybody's going to get the same results and i don't expect it and don't feel bad if you don't um but do know this no matter where you're working um if you're not happy with the money coming in find a new location or try to find an alternate location that you can find the best days for your location you're at and then the best days at another location and work two to you know locate two days at one and three days at another or however you want to do it. I was fortunate enough that I was working, you know, um, two days a week at one location. Then that, that just that was bringing in a little over 900 a, a week, which is a lot of money. Um, right. And it was a far cry from working at McDonald's, where which is, you know, was my second alternative. Because without an education, I wasn't going to go, you know, open a medical practice. And or at least not for long. I want to tell everybody if you're listening in and you have a question, feel free to call in. And the number is four two four two five eight nine three six four. It's at the top of your screen. And call in. You may have to wait a little bit. I know we've got a couple questions um, holding, um, and I'll get to you in just two seconds. I just wanted to let you know we welcome your questions and hopefully we can get to you and and offer an answer that will actually be beneficial to you. I've got Rob from North Carolina with me. Rob has been a huge help in the radio program. I, I honestly wouldn't have done it had he not been on there, and I, I just simply didn't have the nerve to get it on and talk like this live because I didn't want to get, you know, what if I get a question that stumps me? And, you know, and but me being from Tennessee, I think on my feet, and so I can make up something, even if it's wrong, I can make it up pretty quick. <laughs> you just be mad at you just be mad at me in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, that's called hillbilly logic. You know that. Hillbilly right? logic, yeah. Um, Rob, if you'll give me just a second, I'm gonna um, pick up a line and see um, what kind of questions we have here. 
right. fact, you know what? I'm going to just stay on and and answer it. And just know if you're um, on on hold and um, and you um, and we pick you up, we'll. We probably won't keep you on the line all night. We'll probably just um, get your question and move on and put you back on hold. And you can drop the call if you're listening live online. Or if you want to stay on the phone, you can stay on the phone. Um, I'm going to pick up caller. The last four digits of your phone number are 4636. And um, caller, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How can we help you? Uh, well, basically, I was just wondering if Rob was going to do a show about vending, because this show seems to be going pretty well. <laughs> um, now, I want to know who this guy is, because he must know me fairly well to know that I'm actually in the vending industry uh, as my day job. Well, I've just been a, a fan since show number one. You just mentioned it a couple times. Okay, all right. I didn't know if you knew me from the vending industry or you just knew um, a little bit about my background. And, uh, you know, one thing we may tie into is good. Uh, I'm glad you asked. One thing me and Ben's going to talk about maybe um, is businesses or things you can do that kind of complement or work in conjunction with um, hot dog cart business. As a matter of fact, yeah, that's, that's one perfect. reason I got. Yeah, I, that's one of the reasons I got into the hot dog cart business was because I could still work my vending company and do the other things I was wanting to do and do this, even if you just did festivals a few times a year or so forth. It just worked really well. So, yeah, we're going to touch base probably on that one day, a little bit about the vending industry and how I think that uh, it works really well in conjunction with running a cart. Uh, people that don't understand what we're talking about, we're talking about vending. Were you talking about drink machines, snack machines, those type things that uh, I don't like using the term making money while you sleep. But obviously, you're, unless they're broke, vending machines operate without somebody there to manage them. So it is nice to be able to do that. You know, you, again, you can run a cart a couple days a week maybe or over on the weekend, and your vending company can run through the week, um, you know, a lot of times without you there. So it is, it is, I appreciate you bringing it up. Um, maybe one day. Let's see how the hot dog cart show goes a little longer. And, uh, but, yeah, I've, been, I've, asked, I've, had, I've actually had a couple people ask me that a couple times. But it may be something that uh, I might consider. Uh, but I've got so much going on, it's a little tough. Right. Hey, one more question. Yes, sir. Um, I just wanted to mention uh, IJ. For anybody that's having some really tough uh, inspector issues, they might want to contact the uh, Institute for Justice. Yes, sir. You're you're exactly right, and we we may touch on that some tonight. We've touched on it some on the past episodes, but you're exactly right. They'll help you out, and even even if they can't get to you immediately, what's nice is they provide so much on their website that you can pull off and use as ammunition um, that you may have not have been aware that these these restrictions against carts and cities is against its constitutional law. It's part of your bill of rights. One of your basic right. rights is right to work. So, hey, thank you for calling in. And Have a good I, show, guys. I, I really appreciate it. And call back sometime. Thank you, sir. Um, I wanted to um, – I'm trying to see what we, we ought to do. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run to a quick commercial, and um, I've got a – something I want to cover here, and then we'll take some more calls or cover some more topics. All right. 
Need to find a good used hot dog cart or concession trailer? The list is growing. If you want to list yours, it's free. Check it out at LearnHotDogs.com. Top of the page, click on the used carts. I want y'all to know we're perfectly aware, you know, Rob was just talking about the fact that um, if you can afford it to buy new, you're better off. I hate, you know, for me to say that as a manufacturer, it almost sounds like a biased thing. It's why I tell people, you know, you can list your carts free on the blog. Um, just send me the information and I'll put it up. If um, if you want to buy a cart used, I have a whole chapter, a very thorough chapter. Um, you would not believe the crap you can get yourself into with a used cart. Now, the chapter has nothing negative about buying used, not one word. It doesn't say you're better off to buy new. What it says is everything you need to do to make sure that you do your due diligence in order so that your purchase is well-spent money and that that cart will pay for itself. And if you don't have that, um, the... A lot of people think that the book's still not available for nine ninety nine. It is. You can go to Nook. You can go to Amazon. You can go to iTunes. Um, I think it's at all the major stores online. And but with the if you buy the you know the paperback, that will come through a, a processing company out of out of um, another state for us. But they will actually you'll actually get the ebook instantly, and you'll get the the paperback in the mail. And I um I just want you to know if you if you have any questions, if you have if you're going to look at a used cart, you're not gonna offend me to call me or email me and say, Ben, I really you know, have to get a used cart or I wanna get a used cart and I found a good deal, will you help me? I'll absolutely help you. So but never be Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't ever be discouraged, um, or think that that, you know, that would be it would offend me for you to ask for help and not be buying anything. You don't ever need to buy anything from me, and I'll be tickle pink to help you. The, um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, I wanted to cover the winner. Um, while while we have um, we have a bunch of people online apparently, and if you noticed when we first started the show, it um the everybody got logged out apparently. Um, I, I'm not sure what happened. There was some glitchy thing, and because it logged me out as well of the chat line. Yeah, I had and, to boot, I had to reboot, so I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I don't Gremlins. I don't know. Yeah, Gremlins. Um, and so anyway, we're back on. And and if you're not listening, or if you're not over on the chat, we usually try to start the chat at 8 p.m. And it runs throughout the show, and then even after the show for a while. And y'all can communicate, get to know each other. <laughs> help each other out. We do have a one-on-one training section on the blog at learnhotdogs.com. If you go to the top of the page, you will see a one-on-one training. Those are people that have said, you know what, I'm willing to help somebody else. They may charge a little bit for it, um, and I I can't blame them because otherwise they'd be inundated with calls and they couldn't work. But if you need some help or you need help finding a commissary or you've got questions that you can't get answered or you want to come actually work hands-on on a cart, 
that is a superb way to go. And we're we're building that list little by little. We've got you know they're they're scattered out right now across the country, but we do have vendors out there on the list that are willing to help other vendors. And I think that's just it, it shows what kind of people you get in the vending business, and I love it. Um, uh, I now, guess I told you being talking about that. Um, yeah. One of the first people that I helped um, work my cart. Um, yep. He officially started the hot dog business. Um, I think this week, last week, he went and got his cart, and um, he's well on his way now. But uh, yeah, one of the first people I helped a few year, a few weeks back, month, about a month ago. Um, but he's up and running, getting ready to get started. So pretty excited for him. That's exciting. I, I love to hear hear it, and we've had some interesting um, stories of recent. And y'all know about me going to Panama City Beach, driving down there this weekend. We had a blast. Um, I, I didn't get to take in the sights as much as I'd like to, and there was plenty of sights, let me tell you. Um, but I, I was able to sling some dogs and and visit with a fellow vendor for three days and had a blast, a just absolute blast. I am um, so happy for him, and hopefully he'll be able to call in tonight and tell us he'll be live on the card if he does. But if y'all haven't heard him, he's Stuart White. We interviewed him, I think, three weeks ago, didn't we, Rob? Mm, and then we then we helped questions. Well, it, I'm saying originally when he first we first yeah, interviewed yeah. him. And then the first he, about three weeks ago. Yeah, and then I think was it two weekends ago or two weeks ago we did a question. You know, he called in with a question about taking this gig that was going to cost him three grand. Right. Uh, up front. Exactly. That was up front money. That wasn't like it was. That was the total cost. That was just up front what it was going to up cost him to get started. Yeah, and that's worked out just tremendously for him. Um, I want to. Um, tell, um, let me pull this up real quick. Let's see. Well, our winner this week is two people. They tied. And um, the the first winner is David Delato. I think I pronounced your last name right. If I didn't, um, <coughs> excuse me, David, and forgive me. And the second winner, um, <coughs> with the same number of points for the week at the Learn Hot Dogs Blog Points Challenge every week, um, is Dennis. And I'm going to butcher this up. A uh, Figueroa. Figueroa. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, you can, you know, email me or something and tell me, you know, cuss me out. But congratulations to both of you. Um, and I was going, you know, I th- thought today I was going, how am I going to do two winners? You know, we're supposed to have one winner a week. You know, I need to have some kind of challenge maybe. And then I said, you know what the heck with it? I'm sending you both something. Y'all have really helped out the blog. You're helping other people. You're sharing this on Facebook. There's another one I, I just have to thank is Darren Culbertson. Darren is, I cannot wait till that man is up and running. He's going to be huge. The The guy has more energy and more, ex, just, I, I wish I'd have had it like he did um, when I started. But he, he gives me chill bumps um, 
just knowing what his potential is. And so I wish all of y'all luck, and I thank you very much for helping me um, build the blog and helping other people. Because every time you share that, there's people that follow you and your friends, and they get questions answered. And although there's not money being made there anywhere, it's helping. It's 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 like um, kind of like Mike Evans. It helps. It does the greater good. It's for the greater good. And I think we have a now. Both of y'all, if y'all will email me at ben at benscarts dot com. Um, I email me your name and address, even though I have it probably somewhere. Um, I know I do yours, David. But if you'll email it to me, um, I will get whatever you want out. If you want the chip clip set, or you want the and these aren't chip clip cheap chip clips. Um, these are the same ones, Rob, that you have the um, real heavy duty ones. The um, I think they're twenty. Is it twenty? Yeah, it's twenty-four, 24. to a strand. Twelve on a side. Yeah, twelve on a side. Yeah. And they're uh, what I like about them is they hold your actual chips. So I pre-hang all my chips, throw them in my car, and then hang them so they don't have stuff. You'll lose one occasionally, but they they got really strong springs that hold the chips in nice and secure, and you can load them at your house, and then you ain't got to load them on site and then unload them off the. Um, off the clips, so they're they're very nice clips. Well, I I know they'll um if you want the chip clips, you get two of them, and that includes the postage, the dog sled. It holds seven, and it's stainless steel. And then, or you can have the choice of the book, um, whichever one you want. Just put it in the email to me, and I'll get that out to you tomorrow. I really appreciate and want to thank you again. I want to get to a caller real quick. Um, last num last. Four numbers is five eight eight seven, and I'm going to bring you on the line. Um, this has been you're on live. Um, if you didn't have a question, I apologize, but hopefully you had a question. Yeah, I uh, sent you an email earlier this week about uh, uh, a half size roll up pan or a, a dome lid. Yes, uh, sir. My problem is I live, I live in North Carolina, and we have you know we have to have a sneeze guard all the way around it. Right. So when you're, when you're slinging a lot of dogs really fast, uh, you don't have anywhere to lay your leads because you know I need something just to roll up where I can stick my buns in there and then back down, you know, without having leads sitting everywhere in my way. So do you have any suggestions for that? Well, um, what size steam table do you have? It's got uh, uh, it'll hold five one third pans. But okay, I, run, so, I, run, I run a full-size pan with a spillage pan. You know, and a half and a third. And I, well, I run two. I run uh, a half-size and two-quarters. And then on the other side, I run the twos because hot dogs, the third pan. Okay. Let me ask you this, because I'm from North Carolina. The, uh, uh, the the roller top that you, you're talking about, uh, what are you currently using now for a – uh, or are you are you are you currently working the cart, or what do you what are you currently using? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you using the I roller half out. roller top for the sneeze guard? No, 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 no. I've got a for my sneeze guard. It's got a full size sneeze guard all the way over it, and then Plexi it's got glass. a up and it's all glass. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They they don't make a half size roll up that I have found. If somebody finds one. Um, I'll give you $100 to the person that finds one because I have looked and searched, and I've even called a couple companies to see if they would be interested in making them, and I have gotten, gotten nowhere. And so yeah. that is – it takes some special equipment to do, 
It's not something that um, that I have the equipment, even though we fabricate. Those bends and curves um, that are tricky like that are tricky, and it's it's more equipment than I have the money to buy. Um, now, one option he may would consider, Ben, is the option that I used. Um, now, yours is car. cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a steam, it's, I think Keith still does them. I don't think y'all... I think you changed no, the time, but either still, he, no, we still got them. Yeah, you still Carolina. got them or, or whatever. Yeah. But if you want to uh, get his information uh, from that email or whatever, and send him what I use, I use that as my steam guard uh, or my, my uh, sneeze guard altogether. I don't have a sneeze guard. That is my sneeze guard, and it flips in half, and you just have to see it. That may be something you might be interested in. I don't know. Are you trying to do away with all your lids? Is that what you're trying to do away with? You are you just trying to meet the I'm state requirements? My lids get in the way. Exactly. Uh, so you want to leave the sneeze guard on and then do away with the lids where you can access everything pretty quickly without having lids laying everywhere. Yeah, the yeah. Method, your yeah. method would that, work, Rob. Yeah, my method would probably work. Uh, matter of fact, it will double as a, as a sneeze guard, but if you want to keep your current sneeze guard on it and then also add what I currently use, um, as kind of almost as your lids, uh, in, in, then it would work. What, what is so that? Want, exactly. It was designed as a sneeze guard, my understanding, I think, uh, Ben. Is that correct? It was originally designed as a sneeze guard option. Is that correct? Well, it is, it is a sneeze guard, and, and the well, only it reason it got guard. designed was for two different states. One is North Carolina. Right. Well, the good thing about it is because you are, cause it's so low profile, what I like about it is it's uh, you'd have to take a look at Ben will send you a picture of it and like I said you can look at my cart uh, I can send you some pictures of it too but uh, you could use it really just take all your lids away put this on it and then still use the sneeze guard but use this almost as your lids but it's one long lid that you just flip over in half and then you access your okay. buns well that's still still your buns though. Uh, yes oh absolutely um, yes it, it, it does it all in. Yeah. It'll definitely hold steam in because mine, uh, if you don't keep it wiped down, there'll be uh, condensation all over the top of it. So I have to keep mine constantly okay. wiped down. Yeah. I just want to yeah. say one other thing. I, I, this was my third time of going out. I went to a car show this week, and uh, it was my third time out, and I made over $400 in about three hours. Congratulations! So, and they were through, there was three vendors. It was a new car show or a car cruising. It just started. There was three vendors there. The other two vendors were selling everything. Didn't get any business. My hot dog cart was lined up forty deep. <laughs> I hear that story Golly. every time, don't you, Ben? So, yep. Just so you um, know, that's, that's a little story. And that was I live in the in the head night area of North Carolina, so it's kind of in the foothills of the mountains. So. Uh, I love it. I'm I'm happy for you, and I hope you just continue to grow and grow and grow and grow. That well, I've got, that, um, I've got some new ideas. I've got some new you? ideas this week. I'm going to be hitting the flea market this week. So, well, we'll please let us know. Please let us know, and you don't have to divulge all your secrets. We'd love it if you did, but um, if if you if you don't feel comfortable, don't. And um, but we'd we'd love to hear how it went for you. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank y'all. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling in. Hey. Yes, sir. 
I just wanted to say one other thing. I, when I started this, I started out with your book. I bought your yes. book and did it the right way. When I went to the health department, the health cart approved me right off the bat, and I didn't have any trouble whatsoever as far as getting approved with my cart. Also, your book, it helped me to figure out what all I needed to do before I got started in this. I really haven't had any trouble at all, to be honest with you. So I just want to thank you for your book and for helping me out. Well, I, I thank you, and if I can ever do anything for you, you, you feel free to call me. And I, I apologize. Did I not? Did I answer your email? Yeah, no? you sure did. Okay, yes. okay, because yeah, I, I was gone. I was gone since last Friday morning, and um, I went down to Florida, and and so I was. I know I missed some people's questions on Facebook, and I'm gonna try to get those covered tonight if I can find them. Um, but thank you for calling in, and thank you for the compliments. Thank you. Yes, sir. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, David, I know you're listening. Um, I the um David David won already. David Delato won um the dog sled. I think two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. And Rob and um I forgot to ship his and. Uh, I finally got it. I, I not finally got it shipped. He reminded me, and I shipped it out um, this past week. But David, I promise that's on its way. Now it goes snail mail. Um, UPS raised their rates, so now if I ship a dog sled, UPS, you could buy almost one and a half dog sleds for the price of shipping, which is stupid. Um, you can buy two sets of chip clips for UPS shipping. They went up six dollars on their average rate, and I just think that's ridiculous. Um, but I know gas prices are up for everybody, but snail mail is how that went, and you should have it. It goes priority or whatever first class mail, so you should have it soon. If you don't call me back, I'll send another one out. Um, I promise. <laughs> and um, um, Rob, did you have anything else? Anybody else asking you any questions? Um, no, but I'll give you one guess of what I'm fixing myself. Um, I can, I can guess it starts with an L and ends with an M and eight. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I, uh, I got a new toy, folks, so uh, that's why Ben knew that. He, uh, he knew I got a, a new toy and I was, uh, hang on, I'll make a little noise. I'm going to do my little, uh, shaking up thing here. I get a little, little thirsty. But, you uh, gotta, you gotta tell them, Rob, you, you can't. You can't just go, hey, I got my toy, and let's move on with the show. (laughs) All right, here's the deal, folks. I'm always looking to expand something on the cart that makes sense, that's um, economical, that that has a quick return on your money, and high profit margin. And one of the things I researched and figured out was lemonade. Because most people, I know you've seen them at the fair and wherever else, street festivals, they sell a lemonade for like four bucks. I've seen it as high as five or six if you get a little flavor or something added to it. So I've always been intrigued by the fact of lemonade. Well, I, I finally went today and researched around and bought me a lemonade squeezer, professional. Uh, hand, it's the hand style, but it's a commercial grade, big old huge thing, lemonade squeezer. And so I'm over here practicing with lemonade. But, uh, <laughs> you know, with cup ice, sugar, uh, I'm, I'm doing the basic. It takes one lemon to make a 32-ounce um, cup of um, lemonade. Well, I have roughly 50 cent in this. 
depends on what kind of cup you use and a few other things. If you buy the lemon by the case or you buy them by the bag at Walmart or wherever you want to buy them. So it kind of depends a little bit. But you're looking at about 45 to 55 cent cost. That's for everything. Well, they sell these things for four bucks, three dollars to anywhere from three to six dollars, depending on the event um, and location. If it's a regular daytime location like a downtown or street corner type thing, getting six dollars for a lemonade is a little little stretch. But I think you could easily get three. And if they wanted to add a flavor, like I went and bought some syrups while I was doing it, and when I did, I bought snow cone syrup. It's heavily flavored in strawberry, cherry. I bought three flavors, strawberry, cherry, and blue raspberry. Kids love flavors. Kids love color. So, you know, I wanted to be able to add that. I charge a, I'm charge. i going to charge a dollar extra. So I'm going for $3 as a regular price to $4. And you're paying $0.50 cent for this stuff. It's hard to beat. And the good thing about I like about it with the hot dog cart, there's people, you know, that uh, may not be hungry. It may be 2 o'clock, they've already ate. Didn't realize you were there. I had a guy the other day come by my car and say, oh, I wish you were, I knew you were here. I already ate or whatever, but everybody's thirsty a lot. So they may at least say, well, hey, let me grab a lemonade. That looks good. Right, so right. I'm trying to trying to add a little something to my cart. Um, two things that I've added besides the standard chips and drinks is pretzels and this uh, uh, lemonade. So that's the two things I'm trying. And I suggest people to kind of look at some things to add. Don't get too extravagant or too crazy, but this is stuff that can easily be done. It's, and I, what I look for is a broad appeal. A lot of people like lemonade. I think me and you were talking earlier. <clears throat> Every time your wife sees a lemonade stand, she's got to have one. Oh, yeah. She so she always pretty, gets the fresh ones. Yeah, yeah, it's got pretty good appeal and so forth. So, anyway, I'm playing with my uh, squeezer here. Um, the I, I think that's going to be awesome on your cart. The I know there's something else here, you know, you've got on your cart, and we'll cover that, you know, um, later. But y'all, there. Rob, Rob is one of those um, people that doesn't ever quit. As far as he's constantly thinking, constantly coming up with ideas to do other things to make his time more profitable, so that he's not um, just simply churning wheels, making the same thing every day. He's figuring out ways to make more money with it and more venues with it. And he's got some cool stuff coming, and I can't wait till he's able to or and um, and going to divulge some of that to you. The there's some neat stuff coming our way for all of us. Um, yes, we're, we're working on some good stuff, and I'm excited. And I know uh, it'll be a, it'll be a good thing for a lot of people and a lot of vendors. Um, so it'll be it'll be a good thing all the way around. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, we've got um. Let's see. I'm trying to think if we need to. I think we're we don't have any more callers that I see. Well, on hold. Um, if you're on hold or if you're calling in, if you don't click, I know we've got a bunch of callers on the line. If you don't make the option, um, I think it's one that's to talk to the host. I don't get a notification that doesn't light up. It just shows you as a listener. So if you decide um, to call in, change that so that you can um, ask a question, and I'll be happy to try to try to get it up. Rob's still busy making <laughs> lemonade. I hear you in the background. Can you hear me making the, the lemonade? It's great. I love it. Um, 
the uh, you got to have live action, you know, with your show. It's kind of like Smell-O-Vision, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, it's like you got to hear it all. Um, I we don't bit... have uh, sight, we, it's all sound here, so I'm trying to give you the effects, you know what I mean? <laughs> I can I wanted now, to, you know. to tell you, if you're looking for a new cart, obviously I'd love your business, but um, obvious, and obviously I can't sell everybody a cart, and there's other manufacturers, and some of them are just fantastic. Some of them I've bragged up on the show. I do want you to know that you know Google is your friend, Yahoo's your friend, Bing's your friend. Get on the web and type in their name and see where they come up. You know, there's places like Ripoff Report. There's places like um, RoadFood.com. There's um, Mobile Food Vendor Association. I was told it's soon to have their block, their forum back up and running. Um, that's almost done and ready. They had gotten bombarded with fake. They call them. Um, bots, autobots, and they they get in there and they post ads. And so yeah, they they're shut like spam bots is what you're called. Yeah. And they they're terrible they, and they're hard to get rid of. Well, they they got rid of them cuz they shut it down, but the problem right. is not you know you, then we can't use it. So Right. That's coming back so y'all stay tuned for that, but anytime you're looking for information on a cart or a cart manufacturer, do do your homework. They a lot of them. There was one I got a call about today, and I'm not going to mention any names because I don't know know them personally. And I don't know anything about them, but supposedly they got you know um, they started building carts when Noah landed the ark, and um, they got millions of years experience. And the guy called me and said, "Listen, I've placed an order with them, and I just you know I'm having second thoughts." And I said, "Well, you know, do your due diligence. You know, at this point it may be too late, but you know, go on eBay." Look them up. See what their rating is. And then a little secret is look at the rating. They may have 192 perfect scores on eBay, but it all may be from buying, not selling anything. They may have bought you know, 14, 1,400 pairs of socks from different people and got a perfect score, but that doesn't make them a good seller. And so you have to watch that stuff, and you have to you know, look into it. And if you don't know, it's why I'm sharing it with you now. But it doesn't mean they're a bad company. It just makes you a little more, you just want to be a little more cautious and do a little more digging. And if a company has um, um, referrals, that is always a good way to get some information. If they have a Facebook page where other people have liked it, you may want to just kill connect with some of those that have liked their page without even going through the manufacturer. This manufacturer has been in business supposedly for, you know, eons. Um, and he, I think he had 26 Facebook likes. Well, that gets you wondering. Not that he, then <coughs> you can't make a, a snap judgment because he could have honestly just been delayed in getting his Facebook up and going or he doesn't promote it or whatever. Um, but always do do that homework, and you will find on places like Road Food, just type in the manufacturer's name and see if anybody has said anything. Now, and you also can't take it all as gospel. I know of a manufacturer that's been in business for years and has a negative mark on him at Ripoff Report, but it doesn't really mean anything. If you go to his Facebook page and all that stuff, you find all these good remarks, and you get ask individual customers. They all have good things to say. So is it possible that you, you've heard the saying, you can't please everyone? Well, it's true. I try my best, but even me, I've made some people mad, but I always go above and beyond to make up for that. If I've screwed up or there's been some kind of 
miscommunication or anything, I, I, I will, you know, I try to get it resolved because um, I don't want the negativity out there. But so always take it, look at all sides and try to form a decision based on that. And then you will find out if stuff is real. Um, this manufacturer that um, this gentleman called me about today, he, they had actually taken another manufacturer's um, information about their cart and copied it verbatim over to their website. So all the stuff about their, you know, all our stuff's NSF compliant, blah, 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 is all verbatim. They basically copied and pasted from another manufacturer's website over to their website and it, it you know it makes you it makes you a little leery um and, and so always do that work and look but there are some good manufacturers out there I, i'm i'm not the only one and and um i wish i was but i'm not <laughs> and so if you ever have a question i will give you an unbiased answer if you have a question you're looking at somebody's carts and you want to know i won't come out and tell you okay go here go there i will tell you if you ask me okay well ben how is um timbuktu hot dog carts are they good well if i know and i've talked to people or i've seen them or touched the carts in person i will tell you the truth i'll say yep they're good carts can't go wrong um i think rob knows that personally um that i i won't i won't bad mouth them just because they're competition uh, yeah, because like I said, I you know people that uh, started early on with the show, uh, you know I don't currently own a Ben's card. Uh, doesn't mean I wouldn't uh, and don't want uh, one because I do. Um, but uh, you know I started out with a used one and it was a different one. And I asked your opinion. You said, hey, they make a pretty good solid card. Blah blah blah. So you know even even with me, I don't uh, even though I'm with you on the show, I don't currently own a Ben's card. Um, but you know that's yeah. He'll give but, you a um, straight shoot answer. Well, I'll do my best every time. If I don't know, I honestly won't make up an answer. I'll tell you that I don't know, and there's been times I've been stumped, so um, it won't be the first. Um, just ask my wife. I want to um, take a, a real short break here, and and then I want to cover, Rob, I want to cover as much as we can about getting started, types of dogs, how to figure that out, cover all the the nitty-gritty of the business as quick and, and as painless as possible and see if we can have a show here that – I'm long-winded, but have a show that will um, serve a lot of people um, a lot of good. Give me just a second and we'll be right back. Dogs Save My Life, the book from A to Z. It's everything you wanted to know about hot dog vending and even some stuff you don't. Available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Don't spend $100 when you can get even more for less than 30 bucks. Benscarts.com forward slash the book. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000. Buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. HDVR Live Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Well, we're back live. Rob, um, if you were a new vendor, what types of questions would you have um that would um that you'd like answers to quickly 
I can tell you right off the bat I've got a bunch, but I wanted to start with you and see um, see if we can run through these. Um, are you done with your lemonade? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm not finished drinking it, but I'm finished making it. <laughs> I wish I was no more, there. Uh, no more squeezing and shaking, so I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Um, well, I tell you what, I'll, if you if you got a second, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you some of the things that I get a lot of calls on is I, I get some wonderful people that call in and they go, um, Ben, I need a you know deep fryer on my cart i'm gonna do chicken gizzards or hey i'm gonna be doing donuts or hey i'm gonna do i've got a neat idea nobody's ever thought of i'm gonna do breakfast burritos and they they honestly are thinking outside the box which will help them that shows they have the capacity and uh, propensity to be successful but the problem is is the reason you mostly see hot dogs on carts is because it's mostly all that's allowed. Now, yes, you can have pre-cooked sausages, and in some states you can have some other things. But for the most part, they're hot dog carts. I love the states that allow barbecue and stuff like that. That is wonderful. But always check first because you're not the first person that came up with it. It is a great idea. It does show me that you have the ability to think outside the box, and you're trying to be unique and set yourself apart, kind of like our past guests, like Hot Dog Mike and um, uh, um, Pocono. They they think outside the box, and they offer other stuff, and they make themselves unique, and they make themselves want to um, – make others want to call them to do catering and to do other stuff. Pocono, you know, as you know, he is doing, you know, full-time pretty much catering, and – and does well with it. He's got um, what is it? Bloody Mary breakfast, and that there's just nothing like that. I, I can't wait to visit him this summer. So that's one of the things. The other thing is is how do you pick a cart, and should you pick a cart first? I say absolutely not. Cart shouldn't be your first thing. You can start looking at them, but you need to talk to your state and or not your state, but your county and your city and see what the regulations are. Can you set up? Because some cities say, yes, you can set up, but it's got to be on private property. Some say, no, we don't care where it is. Private property or no private property, you ain't setting up. Um, some say, yes, we have designated areas. Some say you have to bid on them on a lottery-type deal for the locations. And then there's ways around that. And I cover a lot of that in the videos, but you know, there's charitable contributions that make yourself, uh, you know, not make yourself a charity, but because you participate in a charity, you're able to get into places you normally couldn't. We've got vendors across the country that are in Walmarts um, without any fees, without any anything. Not gobs of them, but I can think of seven or eight that are in front of Walmarts that just got it because they asked. They said, hey, can we put up a cart? And some of those Walmarts have McDonald's inside. And as long as Walmart allows it, you're okay to do it. Um, but Obviously, that, that, that it's more than often it's a no than it is a yes, but there's other ways around that, you know, using the charity. So you want to find out your rules and regulations, then begin the search for um, a cart once you know, hey, I can do a cart. Well, I don't advise going to your state health codes and trying to decipher or interpret the legalese that's going to be there, but remember, they work for you. So if you can find it online, and there's several websites, Mobile Food Vendors Association, I think, has every link to every state codes. But either way, you can find it online with a Google search. And once you get that and skim over it, then you can call them and go, hey, I'm thinking about serving this. Can I? Can I? Um, 
is there any special requirements on the cart? Like, how many sinks does it have to have? Some states absolutely don't want extra sinks. So um, Florida and California, well, California allow extra sinks, but they'd rather have one. So if you are in a state like that, you want to make sure that you don't go rush out and buy a big dog cart with four sinks on it. You want to order it with one sink. And those are the things you want to look for. Well, once you find out that, then you narrow it down your cart. And you go, okay, well, I can't I can't go with um, a such-and-such cart because it doesn't have this and it, they won't add it or they can't add that feature and I can't be this wide or whatever the restriction is. Then you go from there and you go over to your um, – your health department, and or you call them and say, "Listen, can I email you the schematics, and and can you pre-approve them? Can you look at them and tell me is this going to meet based on what you see here? Obviously, they're not going to approve you over an email or even in person till you have the actual cart. But at least it gives you, okay, if this cart comes like it says it's supposed to, then they're going to approve me, and then you're okay." And then you can make a good decision. We, I mean, at least 50 times a year, I get calls from people that have bought a cart um, that they, you know, the manufacturer doesn't warn them, doesn't give them. They may have some little small print at the bottom of their website or something, but they don't warn them about that. And so they've spent their money on a cart they cannot, absolutely can't use in their state. And you don't want to make that mistake. Um, you end up with an expensive piece of lawn art. The Rob, if you want to cut in here anywhere, if you think I, I, I don't cover something thoroughly or, or you, there's something else I need to do, feel free to just um, jump in. The, the next thing I would tell you to do is once you've done those things, there's a lot of people call and go, Ben, how do I, how do, I do my licensing? Do, you know, do I have to have a tax number? Do I have to have uh, a federal ID? Um, let me tell you the shortest, quickest answer. And then you can expand from it. Basically, you do not have to have a federal ID. Your Social Security number is your federal ID. But corporations get their own federal ID. They get their own Social Security number. That is different from a tax ID, or not tax ID, but a, a resale certificate number or a sales tax ID. A sales tax ID says, hey, I'm a business. You can't charge me tax because I'm reselling this merchandise. And so the state allows you to buy it tax-free with your little number, and then you, when you sell it, you collect tax, and then you pay – a lot of businesses pay monthly, some pay um, quarterly, and even further, some pay annually. Um, I would advise you to set that money aside every week, especially if you're a full-time vendor. You don't want to be spending tax money. Um, now, do I charge tax money right from the sale? Absolutely not. I um, I don't say okay. My my value mail is five dollars plus tax. What I do is factor that. I back the tax out at the end of the day. Basically, I'll say okay. If my tax is ten percent, which it happens to be right at it here, um, I can back that out very easily and go okay. Um, then I sold really four dollars and you know eight cent, and then the rest was tax. And 
that's how you would do those things, or 448, I think it is. But either way, that's how you would do that. And I set aside that, and I actually write a check for it. I'll write a check out of my account, and then I take it out of my ledger. And even though I haven't sent the money in, it's out of my ledger. So it's spent money. And so that solves the sales tax. The federal ID you don't need right away if you'll go a sole proprietor route, which that just means I'm my own business. I am me, and you can even DBA it. You can doing business as. So you could be, I'm um, Ben doing business as Hillbilly Hot Dogs. That's the easiest way and least expensive way to start in business. And it doesn't require that much. Then you go get your county permit or your vendor permit or your hawker's license permit, whatever you have to have. And you can do it as being Hillbilly Hot Dogs, DBA Hillbilly Hot Dogs. It's a pretty simple process. It didn't. Um, it's. It sounds like a lot of information right from the get-go, but it's not that bad. It can all be done. Like mine, I can do my sales tax number over the phone and on the Internet, and I can go get a business license that day and be in business. So in one day, I can have them both. Um, that's here in Tennessee. They'll do it right online. Um, the next thing is if you decide, hey, I want to go ahead and be incorporated. I want to have an incorporation. And there's tax benefits to doing that, but it doesn't mean you can't do that later. You could be in business nine months and switch it all to an incorporation when you have more money, which is the way I'd suggest doing it. But let me give you a disclaimer. I am not a tax professional in any shape, form, or fashion, and this cannot be construed as advice. All I can tell you is that this is how I did it. And this is the least expensive method. Um, now, if you go and consult a accountant or a bookkeeper, they will be able to tell you, listen, you know, our, our incorporation process is cheap here in this state. I'm just giving you an example. You'd be better off going in and incorporating now for 89 bucks. Well, then by all means do it. But if it's, you know, like in Tennessee, an LLC is four or 500 bucks. And by the time you get all the paperwork done, it's, you've spent four or five hundred bucks. And I didn't have that when I started, so I did a sole proprietorship, which is all all that is is there's no paperwork for that other than you're just calling yourself by another name, a DBA. And there's tax benefits to being that. So always consult a accountant if you have questions there. But if you need to get started quick, go with the sole proprietorship. Rob, did I cover everything with the that? that kind of stuff and before I spin off onto another subject? The only thing that I would make sure that you have um, uh, before you have, you know, whatever is insurance. Uh, I know we've covered that before mm-hmm. um, on a show. And, you know, uh, I pay roughly about $400 a year total. And uh, what... Uh, what I suggest is check with you. If you don't have the $400 to fork out right up front, usually they'll put you on a payment plan of some sort. Um, you know, they'll give you, you know, you won't, they'll say, you know, give us $90 down, and then you can do like $40 a month for 10 months or something, whatever it is. Um, right. But, you know, if you don't, that's one thing you really shouldn't not do. I don't care if you want to, quote, unquote, fly on the radar with taxes and whatever it is you is trying to, you know, trying to accomplish in the very start of this thing. That's one thing I would not but try not doing is that portion of it because uh, the smallest thing can happen and and really ruin you not only your business but ruin your life uh, when it comes financially if if you something major would happen 
Um, so again, I would definitely uh, uh, make sure that you look into insurances. Make sure you also get correct insurance. Um, a lot of people <laughs> think general liability is is what they need, and that is one portion of it. Here in North Carolina, um, what I suggest people have is not only a GL policy or general liability, but also um, what's called product liability, or it's called something else too, it's like finished products maybe. Um, right. And then also there's another one that's lumped into that called concessionaires insurance. Um, but, uh, you know, like if somebody went out today uh, here in North Carolina and got a general liability policy, they think they're covered. Well, you are if somebody trips and falls and burns their hand on your cart or somebody trips and falls and busts their nose or needs stitches on your cart or the cart blew up or whatever it is. Uh, the cart caused a uh, fire uh, and, you know, a car burn up or something weird like that. That would cover it. However, if you sell a hot dog and then somebody chokes and, you know, dies or gets food poisoning or whatever the case may be, you're not covered with general liability. That's where product liability comes in. So whatever it is, you need to make sure that you discuss with your insurance agent exactly what you're doing and you want to be covered fully, and whatever that is, they need to quote you on it. Um, and also check with certain insurance companies, because I know the insurance company that I had originally could not do product liability or concessionaires. They only did general liability. I will right. also give you another little hint, too. Here in North Carolina... The uh, uh, insurance, uh, the general liability policy that I had with the company, and I won't mention any names, that could not do the other, I was, I, I was fine what I was using it for at the time. I need to go a step further and add this stuff. So the insurance agent said, well, we don't offer that. And I said, okay, well, I need to cancel my policy, uh, and I'll, I'll cancel my policy after I get my other insurance. I did that. Well, I get a bill in the mail for the entire amount due for that policy I canceled. And right. what I found out in North Carolina is you have to pay, even though they set me up on payments, monthly payments, I still had to you pay the entire amount. That. Yep. Yeah, so be aware of that. If you, if you currently got insurance, whatever it is, just make sure you're, uh, my, my, my thing is with this conversation is do your due diligence on insurance. Don't skimp on it. Don't. Don't say, hey, I'll get it next week. I'm not, I can't afford that right now. If you can't afford insurance, you don't need to be selling hot dogs. Don't start um, yet. So, Just hang yeah, on. Don't start yeah. yet. Just hang on. Uh, again, because most time they'll put you on a payment plan. Again, you may have to put 80 or $90 down or $100 down, and then they'll they'll factor out the rest of it and amortize it over whatever, 12-month period usually. Um, now, so please, I will say. Any advice, do it. I've never heard of anybody or a horror story regarding a liability suit or anything happening on a cart. I've had a guy burn his hand that was drunk. But the moment you don't have insurance is when that kind of stuff happens. It's the Murphy's Law deal. Right. And, yeah. and I don't want to see you out as soon as you're in. And so don't risk your family and, and, and you know a lifetime of lawsuit by not having it. it consider it a part of the business and consider it as important as you're getting your cart is getting insurance on it. You can check into that prior to even buying a cart. It's usually pretty cheap. Um, a lady called the other day from the Midwest. She's only paying two thirty-five a year. I think somebody just posted on the chat line. If I can find it real quick, somebody just posted a real low payment. Um, I think three twenty-five 
for a $2 million policy. Um, right. And that, that's what I use, a $2 million policy through State Farm. It's $2 million per year, $1 million per occurrence. So I can have two right. occurrences that they pay out a million dollars. Um, right. And the odds of that are slim to none. I'm just letting you know, and Rob's letting you know, have your insurance. Um, let's um, take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some more questions and answers. Finally, Ben's Carts has released the Build a Cart course found at www.buildacart.com. Now you can build your own professional hot dog cart based on the cash cow. Build a cart for less than $900 with no flea market and pawn shop used parts. Your cart will be brand new, loaded up with all the features, and will outperform even you. This means it will cook faster than you can serve your adoring fans. We even went a step further because we purchase commercial supplies in bulk. You can get a kit with much of the important components and save big. No crappy burners, no having to switch on and off manually your water pump, no messing with making your own gas lines. The all-new Build-A-Cart course will guide you in building a real commercial cart. Check it out today at www.buildacart.com. That's www.buildacart.com. Well, the the next important thing I would say is, and you can be doing this while you're doing everything else, is scouting locations. Um, once you know and you've talked to your city and they've said, hey, yes, you can be here or there, and you know what your limitations are, or if you have any at all, then you can start looking at locations. And, and you may be overwhelmed with the potential that's there, and don't feel overwhelmed. Pick two or three and go, those are the two or three I'm going to start with. And try it for a couple of days here and a couple of days there, or you may want to try a week at a time at each one, because what you will find is there is good times and bad times to be at a location. It, not as a general rule, but as 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 what I have typically found is if I set up at a Dollar General or at Advance Auto Parts or a Tractor Supply, there they have busier days. And once you get in good with the manager, where he can um, doesn't care divulging any of the information about. The store's volume, he may not give you the exacts, but he may go, you know what, Thursday, for some reason, is our busiest day. We get the, the, not the largest sales, maybe, but we get the most customers, and that's what you're looking for is volume. And you will find that with, um, you know, places like um, uh, auto salvage places, weekends are superb. Um, Rob would attest to that. Um, bars. There's lots of locations, but Rob could be at his bar probably seven days a week. He's not going to do as well as he does the three nights that he does do it because that's where the volume is. That's when the people are there. And so why waste your time making 100 bucks a, a night if you could make 400 a night and be somewhere else on another day or night? And that's the key to it is finding those best times. You will also find that the – Days leading up to the end of the month and the beginning of a month are better. A lot of people are paid biweekly, and they take their first check and they cover all their bills. Or they get some type of government assistance, and that comes towards the end of the month every month. Um, so there's things like that to take into consideration, and you try and you narrow this down to, okay, I'm going to spend two days here or a day here and then four days over here, or however you do it. And you'll find your niche with with your location. 
Um, one of the biggest headaches, and, and Rob, I'll probably need your help with this because you've got some good ideas with it as well, is commissaries. Um, commissaries is a, you know, it's a word we probably didn't hear unless we're in the military or um, some kind of institutionalized um, corporation. The Most states require you have a commissary. And a commissary is just a fancy name um, for a commercial kitchen. It's a licensed commercial kitchen. It's where you should be prepping your food, storing your food, cleaning your um, utensils at the end of the day, stuff like that. Well, a commissary can be tricky to come by. If you just start going into restaurants going, hey, y'all got a commercial kitchen. Uh, I'm a hot dog vendor, and I'd like to use it. Um, what you think. You're going to get a big fat no every time guaranteed. But if you will approach those with um, a little more humbleness, and I, I actually have a script on one of my first six videos on the training videos. And by the way, there's over 30 videos now up there. But if you will approach it like that, more calm and, and hey, me and my wife have a hot dog cart or me and my partner have a hot dog cart or whatever it is, and this is how I make my living. The state requires I have a commissary. Um, you will find they will be more open to it. You will also find that the mom-and-pop grills in a gas station, the mom-and-pop little restaurant, are more amicable to hot dog vendors. You're not probably going to ever see a McDonald's say, hey, yeah, come on in, use our commercial kitchen. Um, it's too corporate. So you'll want to find those small locations. Now, I know in North Carolina you can't really use churches, but in most states you can use churches. A lot of churches have a commercial kitchen inside because they prepare food for others. And churches are a good place to go. Your veterans of, uh, what is it, VFW, Veterans of Foreign Wars. Those, VFWs, AMVETs, those type things. Um, right. Uh, most times you can use a church as long as it is a commercial um, inspected kitchen. Unfortunately, here in North Carolina, a lot of the way our laws are written, believe it or not, they're very liberal when it comes to um, non-profit or churches when it comes to their kitchen. They're allowed to have two fundraisers a month. Um, so they can have the chicken stews, the spaghetti suppers, the you know even sell hot dogs um, a month without being inspected at all by the health department, which is a little scary in itself. But um, the health department doesn't have to even set foot in the place. So they're not licensed, if you will, through the health department. You can't use those type churches. But there are churches that are commercially inspected. With those, you can definitely um, use them. The other uh, few other things, look for maybe a soup kitchen, a uh, homeless shelter. They're, they're usually commercially inspected. A lot of times they're privately ran um, locally. If you volunteer to work there and or feed them free of charge, maybe once a month. Uh, you know, I know here we have the, um, trying to think of the name of it, we have a homeless shelter here. Uh, that's right. one idea. Daycare centers. That was one uh, a gentleman I'm helping out over the phone uh, mentioned that I never thought of until the other day on the show, and I brought that up. Uh, daycare centers usually are always commercially inspected um, by the health department to so they can feed the kids lunch and so forth. Um, that's a real good one, especially if you offer to say, "Hey, can I help put on a family day um, or you know family picnic and feed everybody?" So forth. Um, little word of warning, if you are feeding, this is kind of not off subject, but it is off subject, but I do want to mention it because a lot of people don't think about this. Hot dogs are a number one choking hazard to kids. I have a three-year-old, so I, I advise people, whenever I fix a hot dog for any child that is young, 
I cut the, the hot dog lengthwise in half. So if you're going to do a daycare center or feed some younger people and or older people, because I'm getting ready to do a uh, little freebie uh, feeding for a nursing home, one of the things that the um, nursing home even requested that I split them in half, and I said I already knew that, uh, and I said, yes, yeah, so we will split them in half. But we think about that a little bit uh going back to liability and so forth. But I do split my hot dogs when I'm feeding younger kids. Uh, you don't have to, but I do it just because I have a three-year-old and I just kind of used to do it. I do it anyway. But um, the, uh, uh, I think the daycare center is a, po- a good possibility, and I'd be interested to see if some people that are kind of stuck trying to find a commissary, because um, I know even in my town, and I don't live in a big town, I bet you I have 15, 20 daycare centers. Most of them all right. privately ran and owned, and a lot of them are associated with a church. So, again, you can offer to feed the church youth group or whatever. It doesn't have to be the daycare people if it, if the um, daycare center is ran through the church. Um, you can, you know, get with a pastor or whoever and say, hey, I need some help here. Uh, be glad to help you out with your youth group or whatever, uh, feeding them. So there's some options. There's another thing that some people don't even realize um, there's actually, uh, if you go on Craigslist, that's where most people list these. Um, there's commissaries that are specifically set up for hot dog cart people um, and mobile food units, um, and that's what they do. And it's they getting better. Space. Yeah, it's and getting there's better. another it's one getting now. More of. Uh, the, yeah, the gentleman that there's also these things called. If I get the terminology wrong, I apologize. They're like incubator incubator kitchens, uh, where a lot of different catering companies and stuff work out of one kitchen. Um, yep. they, um, they're they really good source. A friend of mine, though I say a friend of mine, I've always become friends with people normally I find when I help this, but uh, <laughs> a gentleman that uh, I was helping, we've become friends. Uh, he's the guy that I told you that came and worked my cart earlier in the show. Uh, I asked him about his commissary. I said, what did you wind up doing with the commissary? And he said, I went with Incubator Kitchen, and it's $125 a month is all he's paying for storage right. and everything. That's even storing his cart on site. Man. I mean, to me, that's a bargain, $125 a month for that. Yeah, and there's uh, some states can... that require that. Georgia, South Carolina, if you get the wrong inspector, their code actually states that the cart has to be kept at the commissary. Yeah, that's one of the things that some of the overzealous uh, folks here in North Carolina try pushing. There's nothing in our guidelines that said it has to be stored. at. They says it has to be it has to be serviced and filled and cleaned and all that, but there's nothing about storing it there. Uh, in right. our guidelines that I've ever read or know, but some of them try saying that they want that done. Guy the other day say, oh, the inspector said I had to store it there. That was the only problem I come up with. Uh, to, you go back and tell the inspector that to show you that in writing. Um, right. Because it's not, it's not so here in North Carolina anyway. Now, it could be in some states that it is a requirement and it's written in the rules and guidelines and laws and all that stuff, but here in North Carolina, I've never seen it and nobody's ever proved it to me. Um, and we, we get a lot of that. List. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, look on Craigslist uh, for commissaries, uh, commercial kitchens, whatever. A lot of people list them. Uh, there was a local flea market here. Now, that's another option you want to look at, too. Flea markets a lot of time have their own little kitchens that they run. Uh, somebody runs it. Uh, it may be the flea market themselves. It may be somebody they lease space to. But sometimes there are commercial kitchens within a flea market. I know a couple of our flea markets here have little cafes, they call them, here in the south. And um, you may want to check with them and say, hey, I would like to lease a space, or can you help me out here? I'm looking for a commercial kitchen. Um, 
because you can't really bargain with somebody like that as far as giving them a free feeding like you can a daycare center or a church, usually you're going to have to talk money a little bit. So what kind of, you know, I'm looking for an inexpensive way uh, to have a commercial kitchen. You know, I could, I'd be glad to help you out, maybe work one day a week for you in the morning shift for breakfast or whatever it is, but I need, uh, you know, I need a commissary to work out of, and that's a commercial kitchen and, you know, whatever. But Because uh, a lot of times they're not there all the time. Um, and they're really not going to consider you competition at those little small cafes that are operated maybe once or twice a week at a, a local um, flea market. Uh, auction barns, sometimes, like I, we have, we sell cattle uh, at an auction barn called a stockyard. Well, they have usually a little cafe that's operated one day a week. That's another thing. Auto auctions, a lot of times, have their own cafes inside those, and they're usually ran one night a week or one day all day long. Um Again, you may be able to get uh, space there um, at an auto auction. Any big auction house, a lot of times they have their own cafes and they're commercially uh, inspected. Just some thought there. Well, I, I like that. I want to cover some things I, I've seen on the chat tonight and let you know. Um, Deb Blecka, the director of Mobile Food Vendor Association, um, she's joined us again tonight and helping on the um, the blogs that they're they're also a sponsor um and 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 she you know donates her time and because it obviously doesn't have the kind of membership or the kind of payments coming yeah, in that to could, the rooster off the string again it's uh is it messing up yeah sorry. okay okay well, well i just want i just want to thank Deb for being there for, being there for, for us all, for us all and, and for and so much some effort and time, time, time helping us all us all but but there are there are lots of um, uh, uh, method methods to, to go about to get things done. She sent me a link tonight, tonight, and I'll get it up in the blog log for people, people that, that um, it came to another um, um, member member of the Mobile Food Vendor Association, Association for getting rope lighting, lighting on your cart and not that cheap in a tube rope lighting, LED high bright but very low amp and wattage or amperage, so it doesn't suck all your battery and it looks clean and it and it almost as thin as tape. It's the neatest stuff and it's waterproof. So you can, you can spray your cart down it won't matter. Um, there's some other stuff that um, I'll link up that people have sent me on the blog, so look for that this week and I'll try to get it all up for you. Um, I want to let Is you know if you're... Is this yeah. for the rope light? It, as far as I know, and I'm going to double check, but I think it's all 12 volt and it runs off your little 12, the little tiny 12 volt batteries. Um, there's, you know, there's those little solar panel kits that are, you know, right. 40, 40 bucks at Harbor Freight. You can hook to it right. and trickle charge back to your battery. Um, we've only got about 10 minutes in the show and I'm going to try to cover some stuff really quick. And then Rob and I keep the lines open if Rob, um, it can, um, Get him another glass of lemonade and, and stay with me. Y'all may not be able to hear us, but it will stay with the show, and so you'll be able to listen to it after the show completes completely, and it will be available at Blog Talk Radio, um, you know, forward slash Ben's Carts. But if you are looking for a logo, something like that, or need a contract drawn up, or um, have some ideas or something you need done, um, a web, better website or a better Facebook page. Um, there's a lady that's she's an admin over at the dog park. Her name is Heather. She is fantastic, inexpensive, does phenomenal work, and can make your Facebook page look like a million dollars. She's redoing mine as we speak. Um, she can build websites cheap. 
and and do a dang good job. Um, Rob that we had on before, um, the hot dog man, he c- will give you a free website, you know, as far as build it for you. Um, and so there's lots of stuff you can get done. There's Elance, though, Elance, like freelance, but just Elance. If you go there, .com, you can hire somebody to build you a logo and have multiple revisions, unlimited revisions till you are happy. And it's it'll be unique to you that nobody's ever seen. It won't be anywhere else. And you can get those done for um, thirty to fifty bucks, and it'd be yours. And you know, so there's lots of places and things we're gonna get out there to to everyone, so you know how to get these things done and and can make your business more professional, more profitable, and more successful. So if you um, would like to stay on the chat at the end of the show. Be my guest. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email me anytime. Rob is also listed on the one-on-one training, and he's happy to help um, almost to a fault. He helps so many people. And um, and so Rob's got a big heart, and, and Deb's got a big heart. We've got some fantastic people that um, – are a part of, you know, Mobile Food Vendor Association and a part of the hot dog vending industry, period, that help one another. And it, I, I am just, I'm honored to be associated with such good people. Um, now, let's, um, Rob, we've got about seven minutes left, and I'd like to cover some other things when the show ends, because I can't make it extend, but it will record us for as long as we want, I think, um, and try to cover enough so that we can send people to this show if they have questions, because we've covered quite a bit tonight. I think we've done pretty good. Sure. Oh, yeah. I think we've hit quite a bit of stuff. Um, anything in particular you want to cover in the next little bit while we're still alive? Well, um, you know, the all the... St- all the assets that are available to us out there as vendors, you know, the we mentioned at the beginning of the show, LearnHotDogs.com is getting an overhaul. It's going to be easier to find stuff, but it has a search box at the top right-hand corner. And if you need to search LLCs or, you know, incorporating, type in LLC and don't hit enter. It will automatically pull up blogs where we've talked about it. And Honestly, I have actually copied and pasted many chapters of my book into the blog. So if you need to know about pan sizes, type in the word steam and see what shows up. You'll get the whole entire chapter on steam pans so you understand it. I also have a video on it. And none of that costs you anything. Go and look at it if you need to learn something. If you have a question, I'll be here to help. Um, obviously, I'm going to send you to wherever I know it is if it's quicker to do that. Um, but feel free to um, to use those to your benefit. Now, for all of you vendors out there that are kicking butt and doing good, um, please, please share with us. Um, I learn stuff every show, and it, um, it, it helps us all become better at what we do. If you would have seen, I'm going to tell you all something real quick, and we've got five minutes left. Stuart White, um, I went to Panama City Beach, as I said, and was filming him, and he got a incredible line. I mean an incredible line, 80, 90 people. And he has just hired, um, as of four days ago, five days ago now, um, a fellow named Jim who's helping him out. And the guy is a whiz at a hot dog cart, and he's never worked at one. And he hollers hot dog, and he, he's friendly, and he's fast. 
and faster than I am. He can pre- prepare a dog faster than I can, and he's been doing it five days. And so there's big lines forming. Well, you don't want them leaving the line. A lot of them have been drinking, and you, and they get impatient, and there's other food places around, I mean, within steps away. And so what um, Stu did is he took some index cards and started walking down the line with his little miniature credit card machine, which is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I, I, lo- I love it. i got to tell you all more about it, too. But either way, he started walking down the line taking the orders um, – Ahead of time, he'd take the money, give them their little index card with their order, and they'd go down. And then he came back down the line and started handing out their chips and their drinks that they had chosen. And they stayed. They loved it, and they stayed. Um, Nobody got upset, and the line went quicker. And once he got most of the line done, he went back and helped prep dogs and keep condiments full. And this guy isn't just slinging a hot dog with ketchup and mustard. He's doing the full-fledged Vienna um, Chicago dog with the sport peppers and all. And he's doing sauerkraut, chili cheese dogs, Carolina dogs. If it's a dog, he's doing it, other than bacon. I don't think he's got bacon. And he's on a little bitty cart. And by the way, the person that asked about All-American, he's using an All-American cart. And it's a fantastic cart. I've got a buddy with an All-American cart. And yes, you can find some negative online about them, but you can find negative online about anybody. But they do have thousands of customers. Um, I'd rather you buy from me. I think I give you the biggest bang for your buck, but they're not a bad company. I don't think you'll go wrong with them. Um, Just still do your due diligence because I don't know everything. I'm just telling you from my personal experience. So... Either way, if you um, y'all wait for those videos, they're fantastic. And as soon as I get them edited down where they're clean enough that we can all listen without our ears bleeding, I'll um, I'll get them up on on the blog and on YouTube, and you'll be able to go check them out. They they're just wonderful. Um, I want to do a real short, um, real 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 short um, little commercial, and I'll be right back. Save My Life, the book from A to Z. It's everything you wanted to know about hot dog vending and even some stuff you don't. Available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Don't spend $100 when you can get even more for less than 30 bucks. Benscarts.com forward slash the book. Hey, welcome back. Richard asked, um, before we close out the show, we've got just a few, a couple minutes. Um, Richard asked um, where to get the link on the free site build. Um, if you go to the blog and type in um, Hot Dog Man, I think there's two or three articles. One will be about, or type in free website, and it should pull it up. Um, if not, it's not that far back. You may have to look at 10 blog posts, and you'll find it. And you'll be able to – you can contact him. He'll do a free article um, and, you know, a free website for you. He'll build it all, and which I think is fantastic. Now, obviously, he's going to put um, a couple ads on it, I think, is how what he said on the show, didn't he, Rob, that he would do? He'd put a couple of his ads to try to drum up business for himself or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, but I, either way, I think it was very nice. And if you're just starting out and don't have the money to to get a, a you know, a, a really professional, or you want certain things on your website, then by all means, um, I think that's a good way to go. There's also some other free sites. Rob, you know of one, don't you? What's what's that site that you um, told me? Homesteader. 
Well, it's it's not free. It's like six uh, seven dollars a month, including your domain hosting. It's uh, homestead.com or Homestead Site Builder. Uh, that's the one I use. Um, it's real user friendly. Um, it's not you don't have to understand code and everything. It's pretty much uh, they have a lot of templates you can use. Uh, it's like like seven dollars a month, uh, including your domain hosting. I got to tell you um, the. Um Real quick, before we go, we've got 40 seconds left, and everybody that's still on, I want you to know I just got a text from Stuart, and he just broke he just broke his record of all-time sales for the day. He sold, and he's not over. His day doesn't end until 4 in the morning. He sold so far today since about 12, 2,000 hot dogs. Oh, God. Um, and I will tell you this before we close out the show. Um, Stu won't have to work for the next 11 months, roughly, after his spring break. But, of course, he will. He's already got other gigs booked. He's building his own cart from my Build-A-Cart course. He's got all kinds of stuff. Hey, everybody, thanks for the great show. We'll stay on and keep talking, but the show's going to end in three seconds. Thanks. We love you, and I'm glad you joined us. Rob, we're still live, you and I. Um, Nobody else can hear us, but we'll still be, obviously, recorded and a part of the original show. Um, I, I am blown away. I'm talking just now texted that in at, what's this, 1030 and Eastern Time. And That's crazy. 2,000 hot dogs in a day. 2,000 hot dogs today. And see, his business actually gets slam-slammed. I'm talking like crazy slammed when that club, La Vila, closes at night. And right. it closes at 3 in the morning. And That's but. Crazy. Right before they close, like at one thirty-two, wow. people start leaving. And you're talking uh, the America's largest club, so there's thousands of people in one building. It's got six different clubs inside the club. So if you like country, or you like rock, or you like hip hop, or you like um, whatever, um, whatever you like, they got a, a, a stage for you. And they come pouring out there at about one thirty, and it goes to about three, and then at three he gets slammed, slammed. And um, wow. we had lines on both sides of the cart, um, a line of probably sixty to eighty people paying at once, and then a line he had them come to the other side of the cart to pick up their order. And um, I, I just um, when you were I mean, there, did he ever just run out of something like, hey, folks, I'm out of drinks, or hey, folks, I'm yeah. out of chips? Or Yeah, now he, he hasn't run, run out of drinks. He hasn't run out of anything major that is show-stopping, like buns or okay. dogs. He ran right. out of ticker tape, you know, his little credit card machine tape, right. uh, which wasn't the end of the world because he, he can make it email it to him. Um, he ran out of chili several times. He ran out of cheese right. several times. He ran out of... Um, Oh, napkins, but nothing showstopper. And he's he's right, in the hubbub, right. and so there's um he he is so busy he's got two security guards. If that tells you anything, not not because him? yes they stand there. Um, he <laughs> not to protect him really from like bad people. It's just to keep the crowd down and keep order because you get some drunks and you get people, hey, I was right there. You skipped me, you know, that kind of mess. I had a guy come up to me the first night I was there and he he shoves me and he goes, what you looking at? 
And and I mean, literally, you know, twenty years ago I'd have hit him, but I, I didn't and wouldn't have now just because he he didn't know what he was saying. And two, I I literally could have blown on him and he'd have fallen over. Well, he ends up stumbling across the parking lot, comes back and sits on the cooler which, you know, holds the lid down so nobody can get drinks. And Stu grabs him up by his shirt tail and says, you know, boy, you need to get on out of here. And he stumbles over and falls into a cop car. Oh, yeah. Um, But it's not all day like that. In the evening, like late evening, you get the really, really drunk, you know. Oh, yeah, trust me. I'm used to that crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're working at a bar. bar, So I told you on Thursday nights at my bar. We have dollar night, and everything's a dollar. And you can call your drink. Like Crowning Coke is a dollar. A blue motorcycle, a dollar. Um, Padron tequila shot, a dollar. So you can imagine these people get tore up from the flow up. You understand? It's crazy. So, yeah, I understand dealing with drunks. It it can be uh, tapping at times on your nerves. But, uh, you know, a lot of times they spend good. You know, they're good customers. So it's... uh, that's great. I love it. Well, um, the 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 he he's doing so many cool things that I just wouldn't have dreamed of to be so new. I mean, you know how new he is, and oh, if yeah. you stood back and watched this guy, it looks like he's born into it. And Jim is like an amazing fella. Just constantly going, doing, and every lull, like during the day, you get these lulls where you got two or three people at a time, and then you got 30 seconds of deadness. And Jim just turns around and starts reclipping chip clips. I think he's got eight chip clips hanging from his umbrella, and then he's got them hanging around his awning on that tent that the t shirt guy left him. And, and so he's got chips everywhere. And then boxes stacked up by the pumps, and then drinks stacked up, and cans of chili and sauerkraut and cheese, big old ten, number ten cans. Um, he's a full fledged deal. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's, it was just an amazing time. I, I wouldn't have missed that for the world. Mm-mm-mm. I can't wait to uh, for the video. Uh, it's, uh, I, I mean, this is the video. What it's going to show is. You know, because I know some of the videos you showed, like uh, Dick over uh, in Indiana, you showed um, uh, the lady in Arizona. Um, these are experienced people. I mean, Dick's been at what forty years, and man, that lady been in it fourteen, fifteen years. So it's a yeah. little different when you're filming somebody like that, where new people that are wanting to get into this business look at that type stuff and go, "Well, that's kind of you know," but they're they see that somebody's there, you know, again, like they can have them handle the crowds, but. This right here, hopefully, will show them. And I'm taking. I'm not anything away from Stu and what his abilities are. I'm just saying that if somebody's thinking about, well, it's a little tough. But yet, hey, he's new and he's doing it. Maybe I can do it. So it just gives maybe someone build a little confidence to say he's new and he's been able to accomplish this. So I think that's going to be really um, hitting home with some people with this video um, to show him. You know, if you've got the will and desire and uh, the personality that you know you can do these. Uh, um, events and, and run an auto cart being new and just you know you just got to stick with it and and do it but I think that's going to be great. 
Well, um, we got another question. Um, there's a gentleman still on the chat line asked, um, is there a checklist that I should have when I go to the hot dog with the health department to make sure I get the right specs on the card? Really, the answer, um, the quick short answer is no. You don't need a checklist. Um, you wouldn't know what to have on it to begin with. So what you do is you, the ball's in their court. Once you get there, you 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 put the all the um, responsibility in their lap, and you say, okay, here's the card I want. Is this cart going to meet the state guidelines? And they'll go, okay, it's got four sink. Oh, yep, it's got a stainless steel top. Yep, it's got this. Yep, it's got water. Yep, you're good to go. Or they'll go, nope, that's got four sinks. We need one sink. And you go, oh, that's an option. I'll just tell them. And they'll go, okay, as long as you get it with one sink, we'll approve it. And, and it's that. It's really that easy in a lot of places. Every now and then you get the you know jerk that doesn't. Um, the but that. I hope that answers his question. I know he can't hear me right now, but maybe he'll be listening later. Yeah, um, one thing I want to touch on is, uh, uh, and this is something real simple that I learned pretty quick, not all tongs are created equal. Um, you know, uh, when I first got into this business, I thought, I went to the restaurant supply place, and I was looking at tongs, and I found the one with the stiffest spring I could find. I thought, oh, this will hold up well. Yeah, until you serve about 200 hot dogs with that thing, and you're you can't even hardly squeeze it at the end of the day. Um, do not, folks, are listening. Do not go find the tongs that are, have the strongest spring you can find. Um, you'll regret it. Uh, I couldn't stand those things after I got them, um, and I wound up finding some <laughs> out of my house that had the weakest spring I could find, um, and it worked well. But uh, yeah, don't uh, don't just go grab any tongs up and think, oh, this has got a heavy-duty spring, this will be great. Yeah, you got to squeeze that thing two or three hundred times in a day. That gets uh, tedious. Because I use my tongue to remove my lids. To Me too. Cues. Me too. So the problem with that is not only am I squeezing every time I'm grabbing a dog, I may squeeze um, and remove the lids. To make one hot dog, I may squeeze those tongs five or six times total, one hot dog. By, you know, you right. move a lid make the hot dog, you know, put the hot dog on there, put the lid back, move the lid over, put the chili on, grab the lid again. So that's five or six times per hot dog you're squeezing that thing. My hand was killing me the first night I used that thing because it was an Uncle Cracker gig. And we were busy. And I was like, holy moly, this is not working. And I just thought I was out of shape. But it's just squeezing it. And you can actually get um, almost like tennis elbow. I got it uh, from a busy night. It happened that night, but uh, probably a month or two later, we were busy, right? And literally got tipped the elbow from hot Holy dog cart. cow. <laughs> and it's the worst pain. I can't even explain. It's worse than the toothache because you can't get rid of it. it it's, it's kind of a constant there. But every time you I grab something as simple as a, a canned drink and hold it above my head, like to squeeze a canned drink, then open it with my left hand. I'm right-handed. I couldn't do it. The, the, the tendon and the muscle that ran down <laughs> through the back of my, from my elbow so down to my sore. rib. Oh, yep. it was just terrible. And this lasted for 30 days, right at it. So, you know, I'm just telling you what can happen, the, the uh, casualties of, of, of war of the hot dog cart. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not a, it's not an injury-free thing. That, it can uh, cause you some problems. But, uh, yeah, so be careful with the uh, type of equipment you buy. Kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Let's um let's talk about brands real quick. How to choose a brand of hot dog? That's a common question we didn't cover tonight. 
I know we've covered on some other shows, but we ought to run yeah, through it. Me personally, you know, I went with a name brand. Um, you know, we talked about this one time when I first was interviewed for the show. Um, I went with Nathan's. Uh, I think they make a good quality product, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of personal choice. You know, I think you mentioned this in your book. Um, have a taste test. Uh, go out and buy six, seven, eight different brands. Uh, invite your friends, family, you know, over on a Sunday afternoon and make hot dogs. Um, but when you do the taste test, I think you mentioned about colored toothpicks or whatever it is, you know, and then section mm-hmm. it all off. And do the hot dog by itself, no, not on a bun, not with chili, not with anything. Try the hot dog. And let them mark on a card or whatever. I like the yellow best, or I like the green or whatever the colored toothpicks were. And put them on little trays or in whatever, um, paper plates. And then have it where you do make a hot dog. And say, all right, uh, we're going to take the top three that y'all chose, and now we're going to pick hot dogs with them. And then, you know, mustard, chili, slaw, whatever they want on them, so they can kind of get the feel of what that tastes like with the hot dog. Um, tons of different brands. Um, the boutique brands, I call them, are the well-known, uh, more expensive premium brands. you got Vienna Beef, Boar's Head, Sabret, um, Nathan's. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing one. Am I missing one? Vienna Beef, I mentioned that? Well, you got Vienna Beef, Sabret's. Um, Red Hot, um, yeah. Nathan's. Red Hot Chicago, Nathan's. Yep. Um, you've got Boar's Head. You've got, which Boar's Head is like elite meat. Um, right. That's something you, you wish it was also, seared with the name. Mind, you're going to hear a couple different terms. You're going to hear skinless. And you're going to hear natural casing. You know, some people prefer, if it depends on, like, if you're from New York, they really love a natural casing dog. We're from the South. They may or may not like it. They may not even appreciate it, understand it, or they say, hey, this is weird. Um, it's just a skin. It's a, it's a, it's a what is it, sheepskin or lambskin? Well, um, it, a lot intestine. of them, I mean, yeah, it's actually intestine. Um, right, on most lamb, of them. lamb intestine. Right. Um, and, which you know, isn't some people swear by it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I went with Nathan's, and I went with a skinless. Um, I, I think here in the South that most people are used to a skinless. Um, style of hot dogs, but, you know, again, play with that. Um, you know, do something different. I, I think one of the videos, um, I, can't, I hate when I forget people's names, but the, the nice lady in Arizona you know, went, went to interview. Right. Yeah. What's um, her name? That you're talking about um, the one out west and... and um, in Arizona. Arizona. The one with the big, huge card. Yes, the, she's the all Vienna beef. Um, yeah. Jackie. 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 Yes. Uh, one of the things Jackie said is try doing something that they can't get at the grocery store typically. Now, obviously, you're going to see a Nathan's, and we even have some Brett's here at our grocery store, but it's not traditional. You don't see it a whole lot, and it's not. Uh, try doing something that people can't just get anywhere. Uh, right. You know, try making it a little different, and uh, uh, you know. But then there's also some generic brands I call them, or at least non-premiums that like Bakers and Chef through the Sam's local Sam's Club. Uh, I'm sure Costco probably has their house brand of, of hot dogs, I'm sure, too. Um, but I would definitely try sticking with an all-beef hot dog. I wouldn't try getting the mystery meat hot dogs. Um, right, right. Unless you're just doing like a freebie, kind of real, you know, you're trying to 
raise as much money as maybe for a fundraiser, or you're feeding a lot of people on your dime, you know, something free, maybe feeding the kids, feeding the kids, and you know, like Mike did, and there's 500 kids. That can get expensive when you're feeding, you know, premium all beef hot dogs. But again, I would try on your regular um, to do something a little different, and definitely on the premium side. Well, you remember we talked to Pocono and to um, uh, Hot Dog Mike, and they're right. both in different parts of the country. Hot Dog Mike's in you know the mid mid middle, I guess the central states, and uh, right. Pocono's up there in the mountains in the east, and um, they both have their own brand basically, and right. they didn't divulge that brand, but they're using a brand, but they don't pitch the brand. They pitch Pocono right. or Hot Dog Mike dogs. And they season the water, and, you know, my book talks about seasoning the water up, and there's a lot of great ideas for that that I've learned since I wrote the book um, on seasoning your water. You know, I use beer, you know, beef bouillon cubes and a clove of garlic, and that does well for me. And I'm using the bakers and chef's dogs, and people love them. Um Mr. Um, Mr. Mr. Successful, uh, you know, down in Panama City, he's that's what he's using, is um, Bakers and Chefs now. He's got the Vienna for his Chicago dogs, but he's doing Bakers and Chefs nine, you know, ninety nine percent of the time. Right, um, and then absolutely play with your what I call the recipe, you know, your secret ingredients. And I think even I think it was Mike in Arkansas, hot uh, dog Mike, that uh, he says he's got you know, some secret ingredients he likes putting in there. And that could be, you know, you can play with different things, um, maybe beef stock. Um, you know, you can buy beef stock in a can. Um, onion soup, um, the, the packet of onion soup, or something that maybe makes your dog a little distinctive, that complements it, that, that what's already there. Uh, right. You know, again, going back to your uh, thing with beer. Um, I know at one time uh, uh, something that was fairly popular uh, is bourbon dogs. Uh, where they put uh, bourbon and barbecue sauce, mix it together, and do the little small weenies. But, you know, just something a little different. Just try something uh, and try different recipes. Obviously, try them at home. Don't just all of a sudden throw some, you know, whatever in your thing at your local gig and, and, and hope for the best. You know, make sure that it's taste tested. And and, can, and I suggest you all do all this prior to really getting established. You know, kind of figure it out. Try them out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't get the taste test does you... well. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you do uh, the taste test with more than just you know your wife and kids. If you'll do it with some neighbors or call a church or call you know the local Girl Scout troop and say, hey, at your next meeting, you mind if I serve dogs? I'm gonna I'm a new vendor and I need to um, test it out. Or call the local volunteer fire department and go down there and say, "Hey, I've got to do this anyway. As long as you don't mind, you know, eating it a piecemeal at a time, um, I'm trying right. to figure out what dog's the best." And then you're you're killing two birds with one stone. Um, one, you'll probably get gigs off of it because you're helping your community. Two, you're you know getting brownie points um, <laughs> with karma. And and three, um, you're answering your question: which dog to serve? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, try something different. Try something maybe you're, uh, even with your hot dogs, you know, uh, liquid smoke or onion, a uh, lifted onion soup that comes in the pie, any of that type of stuff. Just try something uh, that maybe sets yourself apart. Me personally, I do the beef bouillon. I do buy the, the premium grade beef bouillon, no MSG kind of thing. 
Um, it's obviously all going to be high in sodium. That's typically what that stuff's mostly made of, but there's no MSG in the ones I use. And, and that's what I use, beef bouillon, and that's it, and, and the hot dogs themselves. Um, that's, uh, you know, that, that definitely uh, something that people can play with um, with their uh, when they're first getting started trying to figure out which brand and kind of which style of, of hot dogs they want to use. Well, I, I've got another question, Rob, that I'd like to cover, and I told this gentleman I would cover it during the show. Obviously, I didn't know it would be in the you know after show show, um, but and it's only because of my um, long windedness during the show. Um, he had asked about branching out, as far as um, he's got a cart, he's operational, he's doing well, and he's now considering subcontracting to another vendor. And wants to know um, how to how to kick that off, and what's the best way to do that safely. And I've I've got a take on that, and I'd love to hear yours as well, and and kind of give him some um, guidance. Yeah, you know, I've thought about this and kind of what I because I'm getting to the point now where I've got two or three locations that are good solid locations, but there's only one of me. And I'm looking at possibly getting a cart, and I've looked at different options. I think one of the simplest options is um, where you kind of hire somebody as an independent contractor, um, and, and you just make an agreement with them, and you say, "Hey, look, I'm going to hire you to uh, uh, run the cart, and you have to have a small bond, uh, and that pretty much protects you on the cart side of things. If they would take your cart or steal your cart or whatever, right?" Um, and then you would just pay them per dog or whatever it is, plus all their tips. That's one way to do it. Uh, I think even Dick Christensen may try I think he uses that method with some of the cards he leases out and does. Um, that where it leaves you in control, um, that's something I've looked at. I'd be interested in you know, kind of hearing your take because I'm still well, on exactly what I'm going to do yet. I haven't quite decided if I go in that direction and need more than me to do some locations, but that's what i got to figure out. You know, out. at one point I had 21 carts out, and I I did it that way. I did the, the easy way. I leased, well, I didn't do the Dick Christensen way, but I have since. Um, but I like that way better. There's less headaches, a little more control. Um, there's also just the, you charge them per day. You know, either give them a location, license, and everything, and go... Get bonded. It'll cost you fifty bucks a year or whatever, and get your um, a contract drawn up. If y'all need a contract, I have a blog post about it. I have a contract available. I had an attorney draw up um, at a ridiculous fee. And um, if you need a contract for leasing out carts, um, email me. I'll send you the link to it. It's not on the website yet, but you can still buy it. And it's something to base it off of and change up however you want. But it's very. It covers your butt. It's a CYA contract, um, and it should work in all states, um, but always double-check. But besides that, if if you will do those things, the bond, the contract, explain what you require them, whether they have to turn in the cart weekly or come back daily to the commissary and turn it back in, however you decide to do it, I chose to let them take it for as long as they wanted. If they wanted it for a week, they had to pay that. And then they could take it for a week. I had a girl that out of Knoxville that she she started just taking it one day at a time. Well, it got to be too big of a drive for, <coughs> excuse me. And so 
she started um, paying weekly in advance. And that works out good. And if you can trust them, you don't have to get it all in advance. Um, but you have to be careful. Um, sometimes people can, you know, if they're wanting in this business, they're already a good salesperson. And so you can be deceived. So always cover yourself and protect your, your investment. And then you can do it that way and charge them 100 bucks a day. Charge them 125 a day. If you're giving them a location, license, everything, all they need to do is get bonded and start working and making money. And the location you know is proven to do three, four hundred a day. Why not charge them a hundred bucks a day? But if you yeah. want to charge them fifty, charge them fifty. If you want to charge them a hundred bucks a day, but four hundred a week, paid in advance. Great. That'll cover the days when it's raining or whatever. Um, I don't want to take advantage of anybody, so I would always, um, you know, if they had a day where I knew it rained, I wasn't going to charge them because they couldn't work, especially if it's an uncovered location or bad weather. But or I'd give them credit had they already prepaid. But you can you can do that however you'd like and try it different ways. I still like, I think, Dick's way better, way, way, way better. But there's many ways you can do it. Well, I think with Dick's way, that, and some people that I've talked to, and matter of fact, the uh, one of the concerns at my one of my locations uh, when I mentioned about, well, they said, well, um, I, I, yeah, we would we would consider that as long as they're as good as you and you know stay as clean as you and you, they keep everything clean, we would be okay with switching. You know, letting you sub it out to somebody that that you're working with or working for you. They said, but how would you trust them with the money? Well, here's the thing with with you. It's hard to run specials like the you know two hot dogs, the chips and a drink specials and stuff like that. So you kind of almost got to do everything a la carte or single priced everything. Um, yep. Yep, you're right. To, to manage it, here's the thing about what with the hot dog cart business, you're inventorying a, a little bitty, tea tiny, microscopic store or restaurant. So when I drop off the cart or they come and pick up the cart, I give them let's say 200 hot dogs. I give them buns to match that pretty close, uh, and it may be off because of the count. Now, luckily, I buy a pack of buns that have 16. Uh, in them, and I'm, uh, um, my hot dogs I currently buy come 32 to a pack. So obviously I need two packs of buns per bulk pack of hot dogs. So that works out well for me. So, you know, if I give them five packs of hot dogs, uh, then I'm obviously going to give them ten packs of buns to match those. Right. And just like the chip clips, they hold 24 per string. All right, well, if I've got four strings and I fill those up and give them to them, how many do I have? So you add all that up and you tell them, hey, everything you sell, you get whatever, a dollar. Um, and on chips, you get 25 cents, or on drinks, you get uh, 25 cents, and I get everything else. Well, at the end of the day, when they come back, you just add everything up and see what they sold. And it's, it's I mean, you can literally at a glance. Even in even using your fingers and toes, figure out the inventory on a hot dog cart pretty quickly. It's not hard, right? Um, and that can be done in five ten minutes and knock out the inventory, count down the bank, uh, and give them what's left. Now, you know, one thing I talked about, and and with one guy that called me about doing the cart, he said, "Well, I forget how he worded it." I said something about the coming up short part. I said, "Well, if it comes up short, you owe that money." Plain and simple. So I don't care if you miscounted change. What happened? You, that sh- anything short comes out of your money. 
I don't right. care where it comes from. You're exactly um, right. Yeah. And that's now, even I will like, tell you, Dick, Dick did say, you know, he doesn't count all the chips and all that stuff. He counted just buns. And right. he, he, he looked at everything else to see if there was an overall look of discrepancy. But he right, knew exactly. if somebody was going to give away a hot dog or, you know, trying to steal that money, they're not going right. to be able to do very good job giving away just a weenie without right. a bun. And so right. he just counted buns. Right. And I like that method where my method prior was to charge them for the day, but they kept all their money. I didn't right. care what they made because they bought their inventory. Now, they could buy that from me, or they could. I'd tell them, hey, go to Sam's Club, get the Baker's Chefs. I'd tell them exactly what to do. But you're right about inventory. Um, it, it can be a headache, and it limits your their ability to do specials. But in my situation where they were paying me for the day, they could run their specials. They could do everything the exact same way. And always, always, especially if you're just subcontracting and it's a good location that you found, go check up on it every now and then. Drive by. Eat well, a hot dog. Talk. Do, you could use your method if I know the location. Let's say I'm giving up a location like one of mine. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I'm going to give you a location. I'm going to give you everything. I know almost to the penny, and I can go back and look on my log sheet, almost to the penny what that thing will do nightly and weekly, that one location, right. um, or daily and weekly, whatever. I mean, I just know, and you can figure out a way. You can make a little bit of money as a vendor leasing out cards or whatever it is, hiring people, and for them to make a fair wage. Now, keep in mind, you're the one that – they're they're working for you. They're they're not the entrepreneur here. You are. So don't think that they're the ones that's got to make all the money and then you make just a little bit. So you know they're the ones that's learning or wanting to get into the cart business or just need a job. And so they're an employee. And you know if they can make a fair wage, um, I don't want to get into you know don't do no slave labor or nothing. But if it's actually where it's reasonable and they're making a decent living with their tips and everything, then by all means you need to make money. It's your you're taking on the responsibility. Uh, putting the business together, going to securing a location, and all those things. So you need to be, you know, paid uh, accordingly for doing all that as the business owner. So you know that's uh, that's part of that too. Well, you're exactly right. I, I, I would advise the new person to start immediately. You're off your string again. Am I? Am I? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's it's uh, staticky and echo. Uh, let for it to clear up here a second. I, it may be cleared up now. I don't hear any static. I can hear you well. Yeah, yours is still a little staticky on your end. I hope that I hope that it um, doesn't do that a gob. I've listened to some of the past shows and they sound pretty good, even the parts where we thought it was staticky. Um, yeah, only blog, a couple different times. Like, yeah, blog show, talk is getting them, but um. Apparently, like right now, it's real clear. It's back clear again. Good. Good. It's usually 15 to 30 seconds of aggravation, but past that, it's pretty easy. Well, um, we um, that that was a, a a good one to cover. There's a little more detail there, probably, but see, it's right. based on your situation, your state. You know, you get into doing contracts, you may have state rules that. <laughs> I will tell you, one of the benefits to leasing a cart out or renting it day to day, even if they pay a week, 
in advance or two months in advance you and you're doing it day to day you're if you keep the contract on a day to day note it falls under at least here in Tennessee and I know it does in um Georgia if it falls under that rule of like rental equipment so if you go rent equipment and you don't turn it in um if it's late and you haven't called them to make arrangements it's considered stolen property um right. so and there's no game with it it's like you know, you go rent a house, and you could probably milk that for 90 to 120 days, depending on your state's codes, without paying rent. But you go rent a motel room for a night and try to stay there for a couple more nights and see if you don't have the sheriff there, you know, two hours past checkout time, um, you know, ordering you out. So right. you do have more protection with the, the short-term rentals, especially if you're doing it as an equipment rental. You'll need to check your state codes or Call your state attorney's office and ask them. They should be able to tell you how that works. Um, a lot of people are put off by having to call. Not that they're upset, but they it's uh, intimidating to have to call the state. You know, how do I get this answer? And you just have to know they're paid employees. They're they may have a better education and have a better position with better benefits. They are still your employee. You pay their way. And take advantage of that. A lot of us fail to do that. I, I try to, you know, I'll call my state representative. I'll call people. Um, oh, yeah. You, you and me, but you know me. I'll get on the phone <laughs> and call somebody. I, if they don't answer, I, I, my wife's seen it a hundred times. I don't care where I'm at. I could be at the local Walmart grocery store. If I don't get the answer I'm looking for, I'm going over somebody's head. And I don't care if I've got to wake up Sam Walton himself. I'm going to get an answer at the local Sam's Club or whatever. You know, I'm going above somebody. Uh, and I'll do it in a minute until I feel like, unless I'm uh, proven that I'm wrong and that I was out of line or, or you know, hey, sir, I'm sorry, this is just the way it is, um, then that's one thing. But I want somebody pretty high up to explain that to me, <laughs> you know? Well. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'll make a phone call or I'll get somebody involved pretty quickly. <laughs> I did email huh. you that uh, address uh, for uh, for Mike uh, and the ProTech. I think I've got sixty-two emails right now. It didn't. I didn't drop the ball on that one. One of my guys um, did. I emailed it to him, um, and he didn't ship it. Um, he said he didn't get it, but you know the emails go through our server, and I even told oh, him yeah. what, what time he opened it up, and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I know he got it. He just it just slipped his mind. You know, you get sixteen emails from Ben, and you go, "Okay, I got to get this done, this done, this done," and he didn't get it done. But um, it's on its way. Um, I know it is now. Uh, but the um, I will get um, Mike's out. I was glad he came on. Let's see other questions um, I get, and we get on Facebook too. Um. Common questions. A lot of people ask me about, um, you know, serving different types of foods. They they get almost um, too gung ho, and they go, you know, I'm going to serve brats, and I got a cheese brat, and I got an Italian sausage, and I got a kielbasa sausage, and I want to sell a tofu dog and a regular dog, and I've got 16 kinds of mustard. And, 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 and. 
and right. that is over that is, one they're going to overwhelm themselves and work themselves into a frenzy. Plus, the more items you have, the more waste you have, or the more opportunity for waste you have. And Absolutely. by by doing that, you can create yourself some headaches until you get your feet wet and have worked the card a little while. I wouldn't advise, uh, and I'm I'm sure Rob would agree. I wouldn't advise to to jump in there carrying 19 different options. Normally, your customers are going to dictate what you carry. Um, what I mean by that is you're going to carry the basics like anybody running a hot dog business. You know, mustard, ketchup, chili, slaw, relish, whatever that is for your area. But the thing about it is, if you keep if you set up at your location and have three to six people a day ask for, I don't know, whatever it is. Um, oh, I know a good one. Here's a good one. Normally when people take a relish, they think a sweet relish. Well, there's actually another relish called a deal relish. It's not I as like common deal. As, right, and it's not as common as a sweet relish when people mm-hmm. think in terms of relish. However, there are certain people like you that prefer a deal relish. Yeah, I don't well, like the sweet. Exactly. Well, if you get enough people that ask um, for deal relish, then you may either want to add that or discontinue the sweet and go to straight deal. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, if you try carrying everything, and I, I have a pretty extensive lot of items I usually get, because a lot of people come up and say, give it to me all the way. Well, I know usually in the South what that means, but I said, hey, all the way, I know what you want if you want Southern style all the way here in North Carolina. I said, but if you want really truly all the way, there's the list. And they look at my list and they go, holy crap, you put all that on a hot dog? I said, well, usually not all of it on one hot dog, but if you want it, I'll be glad to. So, <laughs> but again, I try doing everything that has long shelf life, that is that gives good variety and what's if somebody wants to try something different. Um, but you know, your customers typically traditionally are going to determine what you have on your cart. Um, and that's going to vary from region to region and, you know, a lot of things. So, you know, don't get too overwhelmed. Some of the guys here local that's come to my cart and worked with me or, you know, matter of fact, this guy in Arkansas just strictly helped on the phone. And he wanted to go into the specialty dog business. He wanted to do, you know, the blue cheese dogs and all kinds of stuff. And he's been working his cart now for a week or so, I think. And I said, so how's your, you know, thing? And I, he said, well, most people want just a standard dog. You know, that's this, you know, it's just whatever it is, mustard, ketchup, chili, you know, some variation right. of standard hot dog. And I said, look, if you want to do a specialty dog on occasion or something, that's fine. And some people get into that. Um, me personally, I couldn't, there's no way under the sun I could pull that off here uh, in my area with a bunch of specialty dogs only. Um, or, you know, that's not our main thing. It, it, but I get uh, occasion where somebody will ask for something a little different. But, um, and I, it's hard for me to even talk somebody into doing something um, odd. Hey, have you ever tried a Reuben dog? Uh, which is pretty much a thousand island dressing and sauerkraut and, and your hot dog. And I think I usually throw some bacon bits or something on it. But, they say, uh, nah, 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 I just want mustard chili slaw. Yeah, so it's, even trying to get them to branch out is a little tough at times. Hey, I tried that onion crunch um, at Stu's. He does pretty yeah. good with it. And yeah. um, it, I tasted it by itself, and I didn't care for it. Um, 
but obviously it's not being you know made like a finger food. But I wanted to kind of get an idea what it, what its flavor was, and then right. I put it on two different types of dogs, and I loved it. I I think it yeah. it jacked it up a little, and I can't wait till they come out with the other flavors. But um, right, the flavor things I, I'm really excited about. I, I'm gonna add it to my cart. I think I I just really I really liked it. And the fact that you know I'm helping another business, small business, I I think it's a, a good tasting um, addition to the cart. Um, I've got a few customers that love that stuff. I mean, every time I got two girls that come up every time. Where's my onion crunch? You know, they ask for it by name and they know it, <laughs> and they they start just dousing that thing. It's like his little commercial he's got where they sit there slinging that stuff all over the place. Look what these two girls are doing. I usually have to clean up a mess because they spill about three quarters of the bottle. Because uh, they've been drinking, obviously, so uh, but they uh, they like it, and yeah, I mean, I think it's a great condiment. Um, again, it's got a long shelf life. It's not it's no no refrigeration required. Actually, little things like that that you can add to your cart, it just speaks volumes of what you can do, and and people like it, and, and it's just it gives a good variety. It's why I want something different. Um, you know, again, I try doing um, stuff with long shelf life, but yet. I, again, I'm like you. I don't want to get too inundated with throwaway stuff and all that. Um, that's like I offer sauerkraut. Well, I can tell you there's days I open a can of sauerkraut, and I never sell the first spoon of it, and I throw out the can of sauerkraut. I'm sure yep. you've done the same thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's other days I run out of sauerkraut of at least the can. I always keep seven or eight cans of it in my stash of, of stuff, but... Uh, there's times I open up sauerkraut, and luckily, you know, I buy fairly decent quality um, sauerkraut. It's 99 cent a can. It's kind of like the insurance situation, the cost of doing business. If I throw a can out, so be it. You know, it's a dollar. I sell one hot dog, I pay for it. Right. Um, so I don't look at the, the, you know, some of that stuff. Sauerkraut's kind of one of those things you almost have to carry it. But, again, you may go through, I may sell 200 hot dogs in a day and nobody asks for it. So it's just one of those deals um, with the crowd. I, I did learn a little trick, though, with the crowd. Uh, and you have to check with your local health department, maybe, or something, but uh, I don't know what mine would say. Uh, instead of taking the kraut and dumping it in your steam pan to cook you know, or, or to heat, what I started doing is taking the can, opening the lid, and sticking the entire can inside the steam pan like a Dutch oven type situation. Right. So at the end of the day, I just grab the can and toss it. There's no mm. mess. That's pretty it slick. It heats in the can. Yeah, it heats in the can. So, you know, obviously the can's sterile on the inside, so I don't see what the problem with the health bottle. Health bottle may say something, they may not, but I heat mine now in the can. I so, like that. You know, the sauerkraut itself, it will turn stainless steel pans. A darker color, and it's it, it'll scorch sometimes around the edges, and it's hard to get clean um, without a lot of scrubbing. It's kind of like chili, but uh, this I just take literally the can and toss it, and it's done. There's nothing to it. <laughs> Man, um, hey, I got a question. I know this is something you're familiar with as well. Is the um, somebody emailed this in after the show? Um, about SurfSafe or any of the food handling certification companies, um, let's let's discuss that. I know that not all states require it, but I advise you if you've never worked in the food industry 
to take a class. There's some that are online and free, and then there's others that you actually get a certificate so that you can um, say, hey, I've done it. And some states absolutely require it, period. You've got to have it. Right. Um, yeah, ServeSafe is the, the kind of the well-known. I'm sure there's others, but that's the one that most people recognize and your health department recognizes. Believe it or not, in a restaurant, if you have that certification, um, even as the actual restaurant and or in managers or people that work there, you actually get extra points on your health grade. Now, normally, most carts don't have a grade like an A, B, C, or whatever, but I do know in restaurants that actually adds points to your grade. That's why here in North Carolina we can actually have over 100 score. Um, we actually have a grade, like an, a letter grade, as well as a number. Um, and so, like here, you can have over 100. Like, so if you'll see a number that says 102 uh, on a score A, 102, that's because they usually had serve safe um, as their uh, to knock those two points up like that. So they scored a perfect 100 and got the two extra points for having that. Um, right. There's free stuff. I think you posted some. I sent you a link. Uh, there was a, a health department somewhere. And I'll forget what state, but most of it applies. Most of this is universal. The people that are listening, uh, food safety is fairly universal. Um, you might get a, a little variance here and there about something maybe with temperature holding, um, maybe a degree or two or something weird like that. But normally it is pretty, if they do it in California, they do it here as far as food when it goes bad and temperature you're supposed to keep it at and all those things. So all of that's pretty much universal. Um, there's a couple videos. I know there's one that's, what, about seven videos long on YouTube that we posted up um, on one of the blogs on, on uh, Learn Hot Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, we sure that did. One, that's a good one. I mean, that pretty much covers an A to Z in a nutshell. The serve safe thing, I think it cost you about 150 bucks, maybe, for that certification. Um you know, if you've worked in a kitchen, whether it be your local McDonald's or a cafe or something, usually you can get a good gist of it. But um, And even though, if you're just a line cook, you may need to be there at least a year to even truly understand true, safe food handling. Um, you know, that's... Um, uh, I, I was fortunate enough, I worked in some kitchens when I was younger in college and stuff like that, so I kind of got the gist of it and knew a little bit, but I, I recommend that people at least watch the videos, understand it, because um, there's some things there. And, and obviously, even ask your local health department, say, hey, can you give me some basic food safety handling here, some temperature things, and, you know, what you require, that they can help you. Uh, but uh, it's definitely worth uh, uh, doing it uh, one way or another, um, especially the serve safe um I always get that mixed. Is it serve safe? I'm going to look that up. Is it serve safe or safe serve? I think it's serve safe. Is that not correct, man? It is serve safe, yeah. That's what I thought. Um, I'm pretty sure, I think they even may offer that online now. Uh, yeah, online exams. I see it here. I seem to have an online course, maybe. Um, but, yeah, you can take uh, it online. It logs yeah. how many hours you spend. You know, it's a, it's a certain amount of hours you have to, um, you know, it's yeah, like four. Access online course and exam. So, uh, yeah, I would recommend probably doing that for most. If, you know, you may not can afford it in the beginning, um, but you at least need to reach out to somebody that has experience, whether that be through videos or whatever, um, to learn a little bit about safe food handling. 
Um, and it all is relevant. I mean, it doesn't take but a second of, uh, you know, running coleslaw above, you know, 40 degrees for a couple hours to cause you some potential problems. Right. Um, oh, yeah. You, know, you could constantly check temperatures. Um, you know, hot dogs, yeah, they're pre-cooked. They're fairly safe. But you get into any some other things, you got to be a little careful. Um you know, chili meat products like that, hamburger, it's a little potentially hazardous. Um, your slaw. Believe it or not, I did not know this until I got actually into the hot dog cart business, but did you know that onions are classified as a potentially hazardous food? Uh, I think somebody told me, but I never double-checked it. I, I wrote it off. Um, yeah, I, it I, th- I thought is. they had enough acidity that it didn't matter. No, they do not. And believe it or not, they are kind of like a sponge for bacteria, believe it or not. Really? Because of the nature of the way their nature built them, they kind of absorb bacteria at times, and it can grow very rapidly in a in an onion. I did not know this. I'm kind of like you. I thought, hey, they're going to be so acidic. I even told my health partner, I ain't worried about an onion. She said, you better be worried about an onion because that's potentially hazardous food. I said, you're kidding. I said, what you know, and then she explained it to me, and I got to looking online and researching it. But yes, onions are potentially hazardous, uh, and you have to be a little careful with them. Bacteria can grow on them, and it, like I said, it's like a sponge. The nature of the way they are, um, and you can have some problems with with onions. So uh, I suggest people kind of pay attention to your onions. And I was also told uh-huh. you're supposed to keep onions at temperature. Um, you get into acidity. Um, like with uh, your relishes and stuff like that, they're fairly safe. That's why you see them out on the, the vinegar. Yeah, yeah, the vinegar stuff. Right. Um, and like I said, those videos we posted up or you posted up that I sent you, they talk about all that, the acidity and how that affects things. And um, even your cheeses, there's some cheeses. Um, I know in Tennessee you can't have cheese at all, correct? No, Except for I can have whiz, this like a can. cheese whiz, yeah. Right. Uh, here in North Carolina, they actually allow us to have cheese, but they um, you've got to have, like, pretty much fake cheese, uh, mostly soy uh, with a little bit of cheese product, dairy product in it. It's fairly safe, super pasteurized, all this other stuff. But you, you got to be careful with that, um, what have you. But, yeah, the serve-safe thing, I recommend if you're not familiar with safe food handling on a commercial level, um, it's more than just washing your hands and you know, some basic stuff. So, you, you, yeah, you know, keeping your knife clean, it's, it's a little more in-depth than that. Um, and, you know, hey, it's your business and your reputation, so I would definitely consider looking into that. Education. Yes, looking into it. Um, we've only got about 10 minutes um, left of, of the after-show show. And um, I want to cover um, quickly expectations what someone can expect, and I want to cover something else real quick before I do. Um, one of the big fears with vendors is sharing information because they think, oh, if I tell someone, they're going to run out and do it, or they're going to steal my idea. And unless you have the money or plans of becoming nationwide and hot dogs on every corner like a McDonald's, um, the, the fear is um, it, it, it is un is unwarranted. I wouldn't go through this, that kind of attitude, because you'll sell yourself short. 
by sharing with other people, you will find right. people are willing to share with you. It's like you and I, Rob. I mean, right. I, I, I tell you anything, any idea, you tell me ideas you have, and it's not like I've got this big fear that, oh, Rob's going to take my idea and uh, or I'm going to take Rob's idea and run with it. Um, one, um, good people don't do that to each other. Could you run across some of it? Tried to yes. Does it really matter? Probably not. Um, that you know, and if you've got a recipe for a hot dog, um, odds are somebody's already done it. Um, if it, yes. <laughs> it, hot dogs have been it, around quite a while, folks. <laughs> quite a while, right? If if you've got an idea for a location, odds are somebody's done it. If you've got an idea for uh, a way to do something, odds are somebody's done it. It doesn't mean you can't have something original. You may have the first. You know, Duma Fletchy hot dog in Georgia, but it doesn't. Um, there's no reason to fear it. Um, I've had people scared to death. Oh my gosh, he's he's gonna. Everybody's gonna have a cart now. Well, no, they're not. And and right. don't worry. How many Jiffy stores are in your town? Convenience stores. Well, eleven hundred. Well, how's that possible? You've only got this many population. Well, it's possible because there's enough people, and each Jiffy store doesn't expect to get everybody at their Jiffy store. They need enough right. to sustain themselves and to make a profit, and that's all you right. need. And the the other thing I wanted to, to cover is the potential. What you know, realistically, what people can expect. I know we have vendors on my Facebook page and um, and you can connect with those at any time. There's six th over 6,000 vendors and potential vendors, and um, many are not my customers. So you can get a lot of unbiased information. So if you um, are getting started, it all is relative. You may be tickled pink with $100 a day, and that right. is a good income. You may take home $100 a day, profit, and go, that's great income. I can make Twenty five hundred a month, or whatever, and that's true. You can, but um, the potential there is for so much more. Um, today, I got an email from a guy Rob that asked me, "Could he, he? He? You can tell he's a go getter by his content of his email, and I'll spare you all the details." But he wants a. Um, he asked me if it was reasonable to expect two hundred and fifty hot dogs a day. Um, and yes, it's reasonable to expect that as long as you have the right location. Um, you know, it's not reasonable for Rob to expect a thousand customers a day at a bar that has fifty people in it. It wouldn't right. be reasonable for me to go to the courthouse on a Sunday and expect it to be real busy. Um, right. So it all comes down to the the relativeness. You know the. There's variables with everything, and so if you're doing a location like Stu's doing right now, you know, does Stu have an expectation to do 250 dogs a day? Well, yeah, uh, like five times that much or ten times that much. Um, really, he does, but it's because of the current location and the current event he's doing. That's why it's a reasonable expectation. So if you have a good expectation, then by all means, um, jump on it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, for me, there's a there's a threshold of what is reasonable when it comes to a spot I keep. And what I mean by that is if I can't sell $200 in revenue a day, I realize it's not worth me staying at that spot. You know, $200 a day is my cutoff. If I, can, if I do any less than that, 
uh, on an average, I don't want to stay at that spot. You know, for $200 in sales a day, I will entertain the idea of staying there longer, you know, more than one time, you know, more than whatever. Um, but to me, when I looked at my time and product costs and all those things, uh, I decided, you know, I have to do about $200 in sales a day uh, to justify uh, the spot. Um, that's a what I call a, a workable spot when it comes to right. revenue. Right. Um, you know, again, people may look at that and say, $200, I wouldn't sit out there for four hours for $200. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if you're making big bank, as they like to say, depending on where you're at, I guess that's one thing. But, you know, there's uh, um, if you look at, um, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's doable. It's workable. Uh, yeah, I'd love to make $400 a day in four hours, you know, $100 an hour in sales. Right. doesn't always happen. You may have to. It, it can happen. You just have to find another location to do that at times. Right. Um, I I think it's reasonable. There's some people that will argue with me, and I've had them do it on Facebook that have said, "I've been all over the place, and in my best days, two hundred bucks, and that's all I can make." And and the, um, they couldn't be more wrong. Um, because now they may be satisfied with what they have, and I, I don't hold anything against them. If they're making a good living and happy with what they're doing, I'm a, behind them 100%. But could right. they make more? Yes. Yeah, oh, I yeah, could go over there, take their car to another location, find a location. It may take me two or three you know, tries or five or ten tries. I will find a location that is fitting out good numbers, you know, where right. I'm making 400 bucks um, right. for my three or four hours. And, you know, so, too, uh, the, the, people have to understand, when you're cranking out those kind of numbers, it's also relevant of what you're charging. You know, I had a guy uh, I saw one day in a local town. Yeah, he was running a hot dog cart. It was a bigger one, and um, it actually had a big grill thing on it and everything. It was uh, like the kiosk style. And... Uh, he had a banner, a huge banner, that said um, $1 hot dogs. And I was like, there's no way this cat is selling hot dogs for a dollar. There's no way. Well, sure enough, I roll in there and I said, hey, bud, how much is a hot dog? He said, a dollar. I said, how much? He said, you heard me, a dollar. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm sure he had a bunch of people thought, you know, are you serious? And I said, well, good, give me two hot dogs. And But, you know, you have to sell a lot of hot dogs to even clear the $200 in sales at a dollar a piece. I don't have to sell that many to get the $200 threshold if I'm selling them for three fifty a piece at a local bar. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's all yep. relevant uh, in, in as far as labor and, and the amount of hot dogs and the amount of material you're going to have to buy and all that um, is what you're charging. Um, so, you know, that's the other thing you have to look at. You have to adjust your price accordingly based on your location. At a bar, at a street festival, at a car show, you're the only vendor there. You know, yeah, you can sell three three to four dollar hot dogs pretty easy. You may get a little pushback, but you know, you're gonna get pushback, I don't care. Unless you're just selling them for fifty cent or a dollar, you're gonna get pushback if you get much over two dollars for a hot dog. Exactly. Somebody's somebody's gonna complain, somebody's gonna do something, ah, two seventy five for a hot two fifty for a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. 
you're right. Rob, we got to wrap it up. We got a minute and thirty right, left, bro. and um, I, I I thank you again for um for running the show. <laughs> and, um, yeah, right. And, and we'll um we'll get um I'll talk to you tomorrow. I hope you have a good evening. And um, thanks for bringing on Mike. And I just got that email, and we'll get that out to him tomorrow. Sounds great. Appreciate it, folks. Thank you all for listening to the show. Hot Dog Vendor Radio, HDVR, broadcasting live from atop the Smoky Mountains. Sponsored by Mobile Food Vendors Association and Ben'sCarts.com. Grab a can, tighten your string, and lend us an ear. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000. Buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. Save My Life, the book from A to Z. It's everything you wanted to know about hot dog vending and even some stuff you don't. Available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Don't spend $100 when you can get even more for less than 30 bucks. Benscarts.com forward slash the book. <laughs>